recording, everything's good. In the middle of the square of the town of Barovia, uh, you can see on stream for our Discordians, uh, scroll up to the spooky image of the town. Uh, picture that is right above the periwinkle in the Discord. Um, picture that in the middle of that town square is a woman with a cart. Uh, it has a small, very dimly lighting lantern on it. Uh, she's a hunched over old lady with a kind of a hooded robe on and the last thing you heard her say as the uh, the pieces of her cart kind of chatter together as she wheels them across the cobblestones dream pastries dream pastries for sale and now we begin mm-hmm do as you please. One question for you, though. Didn't I... No. What? So what... Didn't... Irina went back to the house and Reginald went with her, right? We were... Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, I thought... Because I had said I was going to go back with her as well, so I thought that, like, it was as we were turning to leave, that's when the... Yeah, we got kind of interrupted. ...thing showed up. Sure, we'll call it that. That sounds good to me. As you're turning to leave and go back to the house to keep her safe... Um, Ismark is in Bildrath's Mercantile trying to buy a few things for uh, Jericho. You hear the dream pastries lady calling for dream pastries. No. Hey, fellas, you think it's uh, a bit peculiar? I don't see a lot of people out here that uh, she would be selling to. Yes, I agree. Irina, what do you make of this? Is this a common occurrence in this town? As Irina's responding, you see uh, the lady with the cart, pet, uh, you know, she's not super close to you at this point. She's probably 20 or so yards away. Uh, she pushes her cart towards the first house beyond the uh, Blood of the Vine Tavern and knocks on the door and calls out Dream Pastries as Irina responds. She's, and Irina says, I do not, uh, I do not know. I do not leave the house very often. I... I have not seen this woman before, but that is not to say she does not come here every so often selling her wares. She seems to be an old woman. Everything, everything in this town is a little weird. Yes, I agree. I feel well, like, I think I'm going to go find out what a dream pastry is. It, it sounds good. I, I think I got a little bit of gold left. Oh, hold on a sec. Hey, ma'am, ma'am, hey, hold on a second. I want to go run that way. She uh, wheel, She kind of like bumps her cart down or pass down the steps that she drug it up to that first door, like one step, and she's back on the cobblestones, and she's about to push it to the, to the other house, but she inclines her, her ear and neck back towards you, hearing you approach her. Just the ear and neck? Yep, her ear and neck detached from her body. Her head floats there. Uh, and she, you know, they, they come over towards you while her head and, and body stay in the same place. Yeah, we got a Bethesda moment. Yeah. <laughs> she turns her head, sir. Okay. It, man, it, are, are you, uh, are, are you, uh, you said something about a, a pastry. Have you got any of those, uh, pastries about? Pastries about? Pastries about what? <laughs> that was a deep voice for this old lady. Pastries about what? <laughs> Suddenly what I don't you... want a pastry anymore. <laughs> what are you saying, creature? 
Wait, I didn't hear that last part. Go ahead. What are you saying, creature? What it, about my pastries? Are, are you are you selling pastries? I am. I am calling the words dream pastries out into the night. Surely you have heard. Well, what, what, what can you tell me about these uh, these pastries you got? Are they any good? Oh, these are some of my famous meat pies. They will take you to a better place. Their taste is so delicious. They all, they all sounds pretty good, but I thought you said it's a, it's a dream dream pastries. Is, is dream pastries is a meat pastries? Oh, yes, they are. These pastries will cause you to dream of better lands and better times. Well, I'm going to I certainly them. understand that. I will so follow. What, what, what kind of, um, you see, it's a, it's a meat. I don't, I don't see a lot of, um, you know, chickens and livestock and other things. Right? What kind of meat you got in there? It's pork meat, pork pastry pies. Tender, juicy. Is they very fresh? Fresh as they can be. Uh, uh, hold on, hold on there just a moment. Can I do an insight check on this? You absolutely can. I need to know what Bryce said he was doing, and then Zenus, I think, agreed to do something that I didn't hear. We are approaching. Okay. Irina is following with the two of you. I want to do a insight thing here because I'm I've kind of got this feeling that, you know, is is this one of those soylent green moments? Uh, it is a mighty eleven. Um, you're looking into her deep into her eyes, or as deep as you can, as her face is shrouded by her, you know, her hood and robe. Uh, she does look to be a very old woman. Um, you know, kind of what you typically expect a hunchback old woman to be looking like dragging a cart through the thing, through the town. Uh, but she doesn't seem to be dishonest with you. She she seems to, you know, she's looking you in the eye and she uh, seems to be confident about the value and the properties of her pastries. Albeit, do, do the pastries look like they were freshly baked moments ago? Eh, maybe not. But they also don't have worms and stuff crawling out of them. Okay. All right. I I think I'm going to buy a piece. Wait, do I have any gold left? How much, how much, piece, how much gold did I send with, uh, with Dude Man? 50. I said it last week, but I can't remember how much. It was 50. 50. Okay, so I got a little bit left. Okay. Oh, my my lovely cat man. They are one gold piece a piece for my dream pastries. Does she uh, have I'm... them like Go ahead? Does she have them like like I can see them from where I am? Uh, you can't see them. She had to uncover them whenever uh whenever um Reginald did his insight check and was talking to her, she raised what looked to be a kind of uh cloth or canvas covering that was covering her pastries on her cart the covering does not look like it's the cleanest thing in the world but again it also does not like does not look like she uses it to wipe her butt after using the restroom um but that she is very that descriptive back. right there <laughs> yeah, she, she folds that back for you to see uh the pastries sitting Ooh. on her cart can I a little bit of steam rises off of them Ooh. can i roll um arcana 
on this, on these pastries? Sure. Also remind me the nature of an arcana check. This is... Let me put it up. Um, I got an 11. Hang on, let me find the... Arcana is not like detect magic. It's... Your intelligence check, your intelligence arcana check measures your ability to recall lore about spells, magic, okay. and other symbols. Um, gotcha. so it's not exactly what I was looking for, but um, yeah, I'm just kind of trying to see if there's anything like magical about these boys. They're not glowing. <laughs> they're not. Uh, they're not glowing. Um, they're not like vibrating in any way. With an with an eleven, I'll I'll tell you that. Okay. Um. Yeah. I pick one. I think out, your music I... is swelling again. Is it? I'll turn it down some. Put some cream on that thing. That's better. Yeah. I'm. Oh yeah. I'm. Um, okay. I'm gonna buy one as well. I'm like fishing around for a gold. Okay. What about you, my intrepid reptilian-looking friend? I've got to say this. This seems like a very bad idea. Yeah. Whatever. Oh, not a bad home. idea. Everything about this town is a bad idea. Just give me Irina, one. I'm going to take you out hear a behind you, Irina says, I'll also try not to take that personally. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, um, I'm going to take one myself. Um, thank, thank you very much. Okay. Um, so she hands you each a dream pastry. Um, and you guys, I, I guess I'll I am deal with it I am purposefully taking mine and just... just I, I just want to like wrap it in like a little cloth or whatever I have, and I'm, I just want to stick it down in, in my pack. Like my my thing okay. is like if I if I can't find anything later, I might just get down on this. But right now, I'm I'm okay. But it is intriguing. Okay. Gotcha. So she takes your gold and hands you uh, a dream pastry. It's kind of like a little baby pot pie. Is really what it looks like, baby. Um, and uh, she hands the other two to the other two of you. She says, thank you very much for your business. Uh, if there's nothing else I can do for you, I'll continue making my my rounds. It was a pleasure, madam. And I turn to leave. Oh, believe me, the pleasure is all mine. <laughs> and she begins to push her cart away. I feel as that was, that was legitimately probably the creepiest woman I've seen here. And, and that's on top of Mad Mary. I've got mm. to be honest, uh, for all the ladies who live in town, she uh, is one of the creepier I've seen. And well, she doesn't live here, but you know what I'm saying is that there's some creepy people in Barovia, and she's creepier than them. I, uh, Irina said. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, see you didn't buy a dream pastry. Well, I am a lady. I sort of half assumed that. One of you would buy me a pizza. I give her mine. <laughs> oh, it's too late. It is too late now. You can buy it. I didn't really plan on eating it. I just didn't want to look at her wares and be rude. Well, it, it's more about the gesture, but um, I'll tell you what. If they're good, I'll buy one next time she comes through. You let you let me know. Fair enough. I want to get back to the house before we I'm just charge. holding mine. In my hand, like awkwardly, just holding it up. <laughs> okay, yeah. so you guys are headed back past Bildrath Mercantile. Um, remind me what Ismark was to go inside and grab for you. Health, health potions? potions each, I think. Yep. As many health potions as he could get for for me, I remember. And gotcha, then and you all gave him fifty. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Bryce, you were after okay. 
crossbow bolts too, right? No, we already got those. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, Bildress, uh, or I mean, Ismark comes out of Bildress Mercantile. You hear him say, well, good night, Bildress. Good night, uh, Periwimple. Um, as he comes down the stairs and hands you each a single but fairly large health potion. Hey. Nice. How large the, is large? The, the different types. It's not the lowest, but it's like the second lowest. Is that a two D four or I'm looking here? Remind me of the types. I forget. That's my fault. Potion of potion of healing is two D four. I don't have my cheat sheet in front of me. Um. Regular is 2d4 plus 2, and the one above that is 4d4 plus 4. Okay, it's you each got one of those. Sweet. That's a 44. So that greater healing. Wow. Yeah, you each got a potion of greater healing. Ah, found it. It seems that old Ismark is a little bit better at dealing with his own, his own uh, townsfolk. Yeah, you. like before we got a potion of healing and it cost us what was it six was it 70 or 65 it was a lot 65 quite a bit so, well, thank, thank you, you it was uh, very kind <laughs> of you now the dark is darkness is falling and we do not want to be outside at night time especially you uh you visitors coming coming into our town it is a bad idea for us all to be outside at nighttime for sure. Strahd will have already known of your coming. Uh, and he ushers Irina ahead of the three of you and quickly all of you towards the uh, Burgomaster's mansion. Okay. As we're heading that way, I just want to ask, um, Ismark, you said he would have known we's here. How, how, how's he going to know we, we's here? Uh, he has his arm around Irina, almost kind of like trying to cover her from the night. Um, and he turns over his over his shoulder towards you, and he says, "The Devil Strad has spies everywhere. The there could be bats in the sky, wolves in the night, uh, even mm. the mist sometimes carry his spies, or even sometimes the Devil himself." Yeah, you say That's wolves. Bad. Yes, wolves. Many, yeah. if sometimes I wonder if not all the creatures in this, in this cursed world are, are on the devil starts payroll. Yeah, hey, hey, hey fellas, I, I think it's um, it might be might be time to go inside. Yes, yeah, I agree. agree. <laughs> yes, you're absolutely right. This is what I'm, this is what I'm saying. Uh, and by this time, you make it to the doors of the mansion, uh, and he open he opens them up. You all. Uh, go inside, and he closes the doors behind you. Um, he says uh, there are rooms upstairs. Uh, all of the windows here have been burst out over many nights of uh, destructive rampages from Strahd's minions, but uh, the the walls should hold. Uh, there are rooms upstairs uh, for for you. Just find this place if you'd like to bed down. Uh, nothing is particularly comfortable. Uh, we have not had the comforts of life for many, many moons. But uh, you are welcome to anything we have here. 
So when you say the windows are like they're they're busted out and everything, like are they boarded up or are they just big holes in the wall? Like they're boarded. A lot of them have been boarded up. Okay. Uh, Ismark, do you know anything about a woman selling dream pastries in the streets? Uh, I have never purchased one myself, but there sometimes are is an old creepy old lady rolling her cart through the streets. Yeah. I do not make a habit of. I'll be honest with you, Jericho. There, I do not make a habit of speaking with people I do not know, for the very same reason that I am so concerned with us being indoors as of now. Is that I, I do not know who to trust here in Barovia. I see. Well, can I, fellas, can I do an insight on that? Yeah, sure. Okay. What are you? What are you suspicious of? He he's not very talkative to people that he doesn't know, but he has struck up like a a quick friendship with three people out of town and is very conversational with us. Sure. I just want to see if he's like calling BS on that. I wrote an eighteen. Yeah. Um. So he seems to be completely honest, and he also even goes as far as to say uh, he turns to you, Reginald. You seem to be kind of giving him this puzzled look, uh, and he turns to you and says. I, I can tell you are wondering uh, why I say this, but also I have, have opened my home to you, Well, and no offense to any of you, but I can tell you are from out of town. I can tell you do not belong here. Uh, and the fact that you know nothing of the Devil's Strad, uh, and you just do not look like his normal quarry, uh, I can tell that, that you are not minions of his, and that whether you can be trusted with all I have is remains to be seen, but I believe I can trust that you are not here uh, for Irina or to cause us harm. Fair enough. But please, do not do not prove me wrong in that. We will endeavor. I don't give a whole lot of response to that one. <laughs> I'm just kind of giving him the look. Hey, fellas, if it's alright with you, I'll, I think I'll sleep down here on the ground level tonight. Well, I've got a meat pie that I just spent a gold on, and it's still hot. Uh, would you boys care to watch me make sure I don't die when I eat it? Oh, yes, I would love to watch over you, Molly. I would yeah. rather you eat it than I. And I'll, yeah. I'll watch over you both. I see. You're going to eat it? Yeah. I'm going to take out that meaty pie of meatness and put it in my mouth okay. hole. Um, Ismark does say it does smell delicious, but I would be wary. Oh, trust me. Um, I'm wary. <laughs> Hopefully okay, the so... worst thing that'll happen is death, which would be better than this. <laughs> it does taste like a meat pie. It is a small minced meat pie. Um... But mm. I am going to need you to mm. roll a constitution saving throw, please. Mm. Delicious. <laughs> oh, let me get my dice. I was not expecting to roll yet. Shukazukamini. Oh, it seems like he's uh, okay so far. And so it would seem. You said constitution? Let's yes, sir. That's a 16 plus 2, that's 18. Uh, you eat it and it tastes fine. Just tastes like a, just tastes like a meat pie. Do I taste why I made a Constitution saving throw? 
Um, yeah, you. That's a valid it does, question. It it does make you feel a little bit drowsy. Mm. It kind of tastes like you've had like a like a beer and a half. My God, I'm feeling a little bit slower than I was, but not enough to affect you. Just feels like, um, I don't know. You ever eat something, and you're like, man, that should have made me sick, <laughs> but it, it didn't. Yeah, so, <laughs> the that. unhappy meal. Kind of that. So uh, yeah, you're. Um, but I would also food. say not enough. It you passed the Constitution saving throw, so this information is not. An, enough feeling for you to say like, "Hey guys, this stuff is gonna was gonna make me sick," but it didn't. You just you feel a little bit drowsy. Can't really tell why. Maybe it's the scary place you're in. Maybe it's the meat pie you just ate or whatever. But nothing serious. Feels I was waiting for that Dumb and Dumber moment where he ate all the uh, or he drank all the X lax. Oh yeah, hopefully not. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to reenact that. <laughs> how do you feel, Jerry? Uh, I'm still alive. Uh, I feel slightly fuller than I was before, kind of a small pie. Taste was... it left much to be desired. I feel a little queasy, uh, but that could be anything. I've felt a little queasy since I got here. And I'm a little tired, but I haven't slept in, what, 36 hours now? Mm, that's fair. I don't think we've slept in-game yet, you're right. Well, no, I mean, we had that first night, but... Reginald, are you going to eat yours? Um, you know, I'm feeling all right right now. I think I'm all. I think I'm all hold on to mine for, for for emergency uses. You see. Yes, that makes sense. I'm on the fence about eating it. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and bed down. Uh, Reginald, sleep well. Before you all go off. Okay. Ismark kind of steps into your your little group for a quick moment and says, uh, again. I thank you for all of your help so far for burying our father uh, and for the, the different helps you have provided and you're agreeing to take uh, Irina to Valaki. Uh, so tomorrow, bright and early, uh, we will we will send you off. Uh, I, I do not have much to offer you, but do get a good night's sleep this evening uh, and we will uh, send you off for a good journey in the morning. I hope you sleep well. It is all pleasure. Uh, I'm dropping my mace right right next to whatever piece of furniture is closest and I'm taking the shield off my back and I'm I'm putting the shield like over my chest and I'm just I'm I'm out. I'm done. Okay. I'm going upstairs. Thank okay. you for the place to stay, is Mark. Uh I really appreciate not sleeping on the streets when there is monsters about. Uh, he says, you're welcome, as he and Irina um, move to a different couple rooms on the bottom floor of the house. Um, I'm going to kind of, like, just walk around for a little while just okay. like throughout the night. Just kind of, like, keeping watch, but also just, yeah, just kind of walking around, like, downstairs, walking upstairs, just randomly, occasionally. Yeah. Okay. But eventually, like... After like two or three hours, uh, Derman does find a, a nice quiet corner upstairs and goes to sleep. Sounds like a plan. Um, during your time throughout the night, uh, the night is eerily quiet uh, and still. Uh, almost no movement or anything can be heard. Even you might expect maybe a, a bird or a or a uh, you know the rustling of some leaves or something. The 
normal sounds of the the nighttime, but you you hear just about nothing um, th- throughout your time walking around the house. It is just eerily quiet. Hmm. All right. Okay, so, so everybody goes to sleep. Right. Yep. Yep. Are we okay. now waking to a beautiful morning and we're fully rested? Yes, you. It was a full rest. Woo! Got you a full eight hours in, and the most relaxing place you could possibly find to do it. I was honestly expecting you to say no, not exactly. <laughs> no. I don't not know yet. if we haven't gotten that deep. I don't know if we've ever had a full night sleep in any of our campaigns that did not result <laughs> in doom and destruction. Think so. Right? Yeah. I'm kind of yeah. wondering, like, we're going to open up the door. It's going to be like one of those, uh, one of those Stranger Things moments where, like, the world is just going completely crazy. Yeah, we're still, I, I'd, I'd call it, we're still in the, y'all are still level one. We're in the inciting action at this point. I mean, we're, yeah. we're getting things started. I can't kill you in the middle of the night just yet. Well, not yet. Not, not yet. yet. That's tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs> Come back next week when I murder them all in the middle of the night for fun. But anyway, um, yeah, I start walking around trying up. to find people. Okay, never mind. Everybody's awake. Yeah, everybody's up. Everybody good? Yep. yep. I'm going to go downstairs. Yep. Oh, all right, ready you, to go. As everybody goes downstairs, you find Reginald in the bottom room that you left him in. I'm kind of uh, like with... checking out the, uh, the windows and doors to see how, how sturdy they are. Uh, yes, and in that same room is Irina Koyana, as well as um, uh, Ismark, the lesser, who is helping her kind of gear up for the journey, putting a little bit of armor on her, um, strapping her with her her uh, sword. I want to make sure I know exactly what she's carrying and things. This is like the kid suiting up for like the cold in a Christmas story. Can't put down his arms. <laughs> Not quite. I'm trying to. T- I'm trying to remember what she like. What she is. She is like. She, it gives us a way to. Um. Ah, here we go. I found it. Excuse me, just a moment. But she is strapping up. She's her. You know, she's a wealthy young lass. She owns some things. Um. She doesn't seem to be completely comfortable in all this gear, but she also doesn't seem to be so uncomfortable that she doesn't know what to do with it. Um, it seems like stuff that she knows how to use but doesn't use all of it. Um, kind of like me with, I don't own my own fishing equipment, but I can fish. Um, and how that's how my, my discomfort in sometimes doing that, not being, doing it often. That is only a common, or a, uh, little information over my current piece of life because we're going away this weekend we have to go to a social distance wedding where someone asked me if i wanted to go fishing i said I what can't are we fish. what are you doing Keith? I'm, scroll- I'm stalling until i scroll to the right place <laughs> um here we go found it yeah these were scrolling Jeez. conversations <laughs> she is being strapped on with a little bit of armor um, she's got a, a kind of silver-looking breastplate, uh, and Ismark is helping affix her rapier to her waist as she prepares to trudge off with you. Good morning, uh, all. 
Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, I'm awake. Hey, um, <laughs> yeah, I was wondering. Hey, um, hey, Moldrick, how how you feeling this morning? Ugh. I think I slept on the most uncomfortable rock I've ever found. It kind of looked like a bed when I went up there, but I'm being rude. It it was nicer than sleeping out on the street. I'll give you that. Thank you, Ismark, once I again. Irina gives you a look and says, That is almost three strikes. Oh no, better watch out, Molly. It seems like the thief has a better... A better what? Never mind. <laughs> I forgot the word. I actually, oh, okay. I keep forgetting words when I'm speaking as German, and it's making him it's look dumb. It's the pressure. All right. Irina knew what you meant. Okay. Um, Ismark uh, gives you a, a bow of politeness, Jericho, and, and says, like I said, it's not the most comfortable, but it is better than sleeping outside with the wolves and the bats and the other, you know, villains of the night. There it is. Yeah, thank you kindly, eh? Uh, Ismark, I'm seeing all the armor and everything. Are you, uh, how, much, uh, how much trouble are you expecting on the road? I... That's the thing. I do not know exactly how much trouble you will be experiencing, but I would like Irina as ready as I can make her, uh, just in case uh, something does happen to you on the road. I have to imagine, in the long distance between here and Velaki, you will encounter some sort of... If if you do not encounter the devil himself, you will certainly encounter his minions. There is no doubt about that. That's fair enough. Better to be... Uh... Better to have it not needed, right? And for the last, my last question for you. I know you have come into this town very quickly. I know I have, put, I have thrust this quest upon you quite quickly. But one final one final question I have is, do you think that you can handle this task? Oh, absolutely. Yes, I think so. I'm sure we'll figure it out. Uh, your, your, confidence, your confidence level... Averages out to unsettle me just a little bit, but I, I haven't. I don't know if I have any other options. I, if the devil visits us again, I do not know if Irina will survive. Uh, so I thank you, and Irina also seems grateful as she looks around the room. She's grateful that you guys are going to help her out. Oh, it is a pleasure. Uh, very well. The day has begun, so I suggest we all uh, get you out on the road. Very good. Better to get started early. Um, Reginald, says, like, Reginald is very much like he doesn't want to be out at night with um, those wolves again. Right. Um, yeah, it's it's morning time. We started up where it, the, the the sun, whatever it it looks like behind the fog, is up. Uh, and Ismark says, "I will. We will meet you outside. I want to share some parting words with my sister in private before you all get on your way." Very well. I want to head out that door. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you head out the door. Um, do you guys do anything while they're having this private conversation inside? Before before I tell you, they come outside. No. Ain't okay. nobody gonna listen in. I was thinking about it, but that's not <laughs> that's not who Dermot is. I was gonna <laughs> speculate, but I can't spell it. Okay. Was there anything you were gonna do, Jericho? <laughs> No, uh, I'll leave okay. them be. 
I'm just kind of right, along cool. for the ride at this point. So you can hear their low mumbly conversation. You can't hear what they're saying. You can just hear them speaking behind the door. Uh, and Ismark opens the door, uh, and you all walk down the street um, towards that center of town uh, where he ushers you to take a left at that, that town square, um, which will lead you right out of town. Um, Before we go, I, um, Ismark, while we... Well, we're taking her over to this uh, Vilaki place. Uh, what's she going to be doing here? Uh, the, the Burgomaster has, has has fallen, my father. So despite what you see here, Barovia is still... It is still a town, and people do still live here. It would not feel right to take both Irina and myself away in case we are needed. Uh, I will stay here and provide whatever I can for this town of ours. It's a... That's a very noble pursuit you have there. My father taught me well. Well, I wish you all the luck. I wish you even more, Reginald. Uh, I fear you will need it. That's all right. We've got Nolly here with us. He can protect us from anything. Oh, yes. I'm not getting paid. I'm not getting my own bed. I'm not getting good meals that don't taste like they might be made of something I've never found in the wild before. But sure. Irina is walking behind you and you hear her say, three, four, five. Irina, I'm more of a pretty face. I'm not known for my dazzling personality. She's, she Ooh. says, well, lucky for you, I'm known for both as she walks past you. Zing. Mm. Feels I like her. <laughs> Alright, it's weird now. <laughs> you made it weird, Keith. <laughs> she sauntered past me after quipping. I that know. is I I know. I I was caught up in the moment and things like that will continue. I, this is a barrier <laughs> I haven't I haven't crossed in DMing. The book doesn't tell you that she's a sultry lady, but I just feel like you your aloofness and your, you know, uh spatting with her is just naturally becoming a thing so this will, this will likely continue unfortunately <laughs> that's frightening in of itself alright so she's walking off I'm, I'm walking in the same direction okay <laughs> I shake um, uh, Ismark's hand and I, I say words to him in the form of the following thank you for all that you've done Ismark I promise we will do our best to keep your sister safe very well. If I do not receive word for her in word from her in in the coming weeks, uh, I shall journey this way myself and ensure that you have not been uh, befallen some evil. Mm. Yeah, I'm a but I do thank you, Dermot. Yes, you all be on your way. The Devil Strad has eyes everywhere. Be safe, uh, and I hope to see you again at some time. Hey, I'm gonna. Dermot, hurry up. I definitely move along to catch up to the boys. I'm going to okay. wave over my shoulder without turning around like a deke, because that's who I am. <laughs> All right, cool. Jericho's the cool guy. I like I that. Am. Uh, as I, like, like halfway between Isamark and the rest of the party, I, like, turn around and kind of two-finger salute uh, Isamark. Okay. To flash him a toothy, roguish grin. <laughs> nice. I love a toothy, roguish grin. 
I turn Whoa. around and I'm wondering what these two are possibly doing. And, and then you I said back my around. thing was weird. Um, <laughs> it's fun. We have a little anime group together. All of you with your dis- different personalities. We're going to have a cool intro, a uh, cool anime opening, and then the rest of this thing is just going to be a, n- a nonstop thrill ride, I, I assure you. I'm ready for the laser show. We got quotes hey, on that, right? Uh, okay, so you guys begin traveling. And because you've begun traveling, oh. um, is there anything... So this is a, a time where if you want to have any conversations, if you have, if you uh, need to deal with Irina about anything or each other about anything, you can, you can do that um, as you are walking down the road. I would like uh, to do ye old perception check. Okay. I am checking on this fog or fog-related product to see, like, is there any difference from, like, when we left town and when we got into town? Okay. Um, Meaning what exactly? Well, when we we came into town, it was almost like it was, you know, forming almost a wall behind us. Like, hey, don't go back this way. You're wondering if there's a wall forming behind you now. I'm wondering if the fog seems like it's doing odd things like before. Okay, gotcha. Um, 15? Uh, it just looks... It's, you're just in a foggy land. It seems like this whole... This whole landscape around you is suffocated with fog. Uh, it's not changing. It's just... It's just perpetually foggy all the time. Gotcha. It is a, a dreary overcast. You can't see the sun, but you can see, you know, the the blurred outline of what would be a sun behind the fog but even in the daylight it's it's dim out you know it's just a foggy foggy jack the ripper kind of vibe cool but with a 15 like the the fog doesn't seem like it's giving us the finger or anything or no uh-uh, yeah it's not writing mean notes to you in the fog or anything like that it's just it is just a down home bona fide little bit of fog and by a little bit i mean a lot got it um all right hurry along all right Kind of just as we're walking, I say to Irena, well, Irena, do you know anyone in this town, Balaki? I have never been there myself. Uh, I only know that it seems to be well fortified against the Devil's Strad. And, uh, Irena, how long exactly were you trapped in that house? It seems like Ismark is, uh, pretty uh i'm losing the words too <laughs> he's pretty serious about keeping you protective? safe yes uh is mark is very protective my father was also very protective um i have i have not left the the mansion in 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 many months uh, it has it's been a long time for maybe a whole year it it seems that the devil strad has has taken a specific liking to me. I see. Uh, I, do, I do not know why. And uh, I notice you carry a blade. Are uh, you any good with it? Or what sort of protection will you require and will you be able to contribute to the group? I have I have never used this rapier in defense of myself, if that is what you're asking. I have been trained in its use and I feel confident that I will be able to if the time so comes that I've never used it in battle, if that is what you are saying. 
I see. Yeah, that that helps. Good to know what we're working with. I will do my very best that to help you all remain safe as you are doing the same for me. We appreciate that. It's a real confidence builder. Yeah. Well, in my defense, you are the adventurers, and I am, you know, the maiden you're escorting. That is true. I told you, I'll at least try to help. Well, I'm sure it will be fine. Whatever we come across, we can handle. I don't love this situation any more than you do. I don't, lo I don't love that I'm being taken away from my home, despite its dreariness. I don't love that I'm being escorted to Valaki just because it's more protected against the Devil's Strahd, and I certainly don't love that the deadly vampire has taken a liking to me and only me in all the land and is coming to visit me and drain my blood. I certainly don't like any of these things, but I promise I will do my very best to help you if you yeah, need now, to send me. Now, why, why is that? Did, it, did he's taking a liking to you over everybody else? I'm telling you, I do not know. I do not know why he is taking a specific liking to me. Yeah, it could be a blood I type. I just keep on walking. Do they know about blood types? I feel like they know about blood types. Um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> if you want them to, they know about blood types. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> I am prepared to just I'll be positive, I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay, guys. So you guys walk. You've been walking for about half an hour at this point. Um, everything seems fine and dandy. Keith, I'm sorry, uh, no I just got your positive button. Oh, you thought that? No, I, you, you thought it was funny now? I, I didn't understand it at all until just now, but yeah, I appreciate I, that. That is a joke I've I've stolen <laughs> from from uh, Bruce Almighty. Oh. Because in, in a while. he says, "I know my <laughs> I know my blood type. I'm IB positive." I'd be positive you ain't sticking me with no needle. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good blood type. Um, so, about half an hour, you know, no issues or whatever. You're walking out of, out of town, and you cross over a bridge. You cross over the River Ivlis. Um, the River what now? Ivlis. I-V-L-I-S. Ivlis. Okay. Um, this river flows as clear as blue winter sky through the valley. The river is roughly 50 feet wide. It uh, looks like it's about 5 to 10 feet deep. Uh, you are crossing over an arching stone bridge that spans the river. Um, and that's all there is here. That's all you see. So, stone bridge, not too wide. Got it. Correct. How, uh, what, what time of day is it? It is daytime. It is about, you know, it's probably <clears throat> 8 in the morning at this point. Okay. I didn't know if we were walking for hours upon hours or if this was like, yeah, we just kind of came up on this pretty quick. Yeah, it's your, you've, you've traveled about a mile at this point. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, so the, you cross. Go ahead. The bridge looks safe and fine and whatnot? Yeah, the bridge looks safe. The bridge looks fine. Um, Irina does say, she says... Once we cross this bridge, this will be the farthest I've ever been away from Barovia. That seems familiar. It's a very hobbit moment right there. From Barovia. <laughs> what was that, Jerica? I said I'd like to be as far as I've ever been from Barovia. 
That's number eight, Jericho. And how far do you think that's been, Molly? I don't know. Perhaps when we were out fighting Zebu. Could have been. Back in that town. Back in the war. <laughs> Back in that town? <clears throat> I don't remember what yeah. we called it. Uh, we didn't come up with a name for that one yet. Oh. Well, don't bring stuff like that up, Denzinus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to give uh, substance to our characters, but okay, fine. <laughs> No, we haven't made up the problem. substance yet. That's true. <laughs> I am. I am. Uh, can I lead the way? I want to see if I can cross over this deadly bridge of deadliness. Yeah, I sure, apologize. You guys cross over. Now. Yeah. You're crossing over the bridge. That's alright, babe. Uh, I'd like thing. to do perception the bridge. If he wants sure. to go ahead and start crossing it, I'm not going to stop him. But I'd like to examine its wholesomeness. I'm going to stand by Molly. Reginald like is oblivious. That is a four. Show me what you got. Uh, you see a bridge. Nice. I'm it's going. A tag that says <laughs> Do you, Molly? Do you look like what are you? Are you very visibly looking at the bridge? Like if someone were to look at you, they could tell you're looking at the bridge. Uh, I think if Reginald was going across it, I kind of like crouch down and make sure to like. You know, just kind of bobbing my head back and forth, making sure that I don't hear any cracking noises underneath his boots or anything, and then I'm pretty well satisfied with that, and I continue. Molly, what are you doing? Uh, just seeing if the bloke falls through and dies. If not, um, it looks fine. I'm going across. All right, hey, what you found to say? Uh, nothing. nothing. Just don't look down or back, or j just keep walking. Don't stop. <laughs> Right, okay, that's what good Too much. <laughs> I keep walking. <laughs> I keep following. Okay. You guys continue beyond the bridge. God, that was such um, an intense bridge. You guys remember that? Yeah, it was crazy. Continue along the bridge for probably another half hour or so. Um, Spook time? We'll see. Half hour on the bridge? No, you continue crossing. You cross over the bridge and continue walking for about another half hour. Oh, I thought you said continue cool. on the bridge. No, no, you. Sorry, if I said that, I did not intend to. Gotcha. And you see something. You have to find it. The other <laughs> no, side of the not something. The other side of the mountain. Strong if himself. we look behind us, goodbye, do we everybody. See a bridge? You do still see a bridge. Okay, here we go. We see <laughs> the town that we just left. Um, you on the side of the road. Uh, there are you know, interspersed pine trees and whatever around, and in some of the straw. Uh, who has the highest passive perception? Mine be that good old sixteen. Yeah, 12. It's what now again? 8 plus... Oh, excuse me. I need everybody to make a quick survival check. Sorry, Ooh. I was reading that properly. Mm, that's juicy. I'm uh, good at surviving. Well, that's a 2. That's a 2. Oh, I crit failed. Ooh. I got a 19. Alright, Dermon, you spot a wolf trap. 
It's steel jaws caked with rust. Someone has carefully hidden the trap under a thin layer of pine needles and detritus near the road. Everybody look at the one beelining for it. I got a two. Am I the one that's carefully concealing the wolf trap underneath my body, which just fell on it? No, it's not in the middle of the road or anything. Okay. Everybody stop and look at this wolf trap that's over here. It looks, well, like a trap for a wolf. <laughs> in right, who do you suppose set down out here? I don't know. Probably a wolf. Trapper. It could be. It could be. There are some hunters in these lands. It. Uh, it looks like it could be a, a wolf trap, and maybe it is just someone doing some hunting. Maybe they've forgotten their trap here, or maybe this is a uh, prime spot for wolves to be passing by. Hey, you don't yeah, say. You you know what? I think I'm gonna see if I can take this. No, you do what you feel is best. Alright, can I grab a stick or something or a rock or something and disarm it? Wait, sure. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I don't want to. I, yeah, I'm think you know Reginald is not the sharpest hammer in the drawer in the drawer, but Reginald, I don't wait. think he can poke it. Reginald, be be careful. Wait, you, before, you, before you poke it, it is part of my specialty to disarm traps. Wait, yeah, you, you won't, you won't take a crack at it. I suppose I can. Oh, damn it, you right. ruin all my fun. I really wanted to poke it. Poke hype? What's a while? While while Dermot is like attempting to disarm this thing, his focus and everything, I'm. I'm kind of like leaning over a little bit towards uh, Jericho. If he don't uh, disarm it, you think I could? Think I could still poke it? I'm sure it will still be there, no matter what he does to it. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna roll that up. Oh That's. Uh, do you just want me to roll sleight of hand? I guess. Yes. Uh, 17. You disarm trap. Booyah. Hey. Here you go, Reginald, a gift. Oh, thank you very much. I think Zenus is using weighted dice. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> he is not so how did you disarm below a 12. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, Keith? How'd you disarm it? What do you mean? Uh, what stick. motions did you go through? What did it look like? With style. Ah. Uh, you stole the stick I was going to use to poke it. And <laughs> just threw it right on yeah, I'm picturing we're looking at a bear trap. Um. Ooh. I don't know. Just wanted to be a cool rogue character and disarm trap. You know, that's what they do. So I just know if you. Did you like. Did you do use something to let it snap shut? Or, or um, did you. Slowly... I was. I imagine, like. He was trying to do it kind of quiet. Really? So, like, he just as deftly and easily as possible without it, like, just slamming shut. Okay. Then you successfully did that, and it did not slam shut. Cool. So now Reginald has a brand new hunting trap. Hey. Yay. Uh -huh. I think I'm going to put this in me in me bag for later. I don't think this is, that now is the time to be playing with such things. But, you know, when we, uh, you know, we 
we rest for the night, it might be a nice uh, nice thing to have on hand. Just don't trip over it when you go to the bathroom. It's I'll, I'll make no promises. That's surprisingly mature of you, Reginald. I didn't think you had well, it in you. Well, I, uh, try, try and, it's, it's not easy, but trying to think a little bit more instead of just, you know, smack it with a club. Oh, I know. I know how it is. Trust me, kinda I like, have dealt with this before. Reginald's kind of like rubbing his neck where the, the wolf, like, almost KO'd him. <laughs> yes. Anyway, shall we continue? Is there, is there nothing else around, Keith? No, that's it. That's it. You're just kind of in the middle of the... After the bridge for a while. Um, at this point, you're kind of... there's The trees are very dense on either side of you. We're back in this kind of... Well, I lost my forest picture, but if you remember on the Discord... I it was it foresty? Um, it was misty and foresty. I think it's only a couple um, of images up if you scroll up. Unless you're posting it for everybody else. Spooky Forest JPEG. Hey, number five. And then there it is for all of you peoples. Oops, hold on. Oh, we're still in the daytime, right? Yeah, it's still daytime. It's like eight thirty. <laughs> Sweet. Learning. All right. Um, okay. Just picture that being daytime for anybody who's watching on the stream. Saint Beowulf is here for Bryce's voice. Welcome, Saint Beowulf. Oh, hey, Beowulf's here. Um, hey, how you doing, man? Hello. I'm sorry that Bryce is the uh, quietest, the lowest, the quietest, but uh, it's going well. <clears throat> we're, we're doing a little D and D, and we're traveling through the forest. Um, you guys continue through the forest. Um. For a while until oh no, I rolled another dice. Oh no! Until something else happens to you on this journey, Irina. Um, need to roll after the hunting. No, not yet. Um, Irina, after the hunting trap situation, right as you know, you're getting that situated right toward the end of that. She said, uh, "Can we? Can we please move along? I I do not feel very comfortable here in." In this forest. I am perfectly fine with it. Let us move on with all haste. I'm right behind you, fellas. Yes, let's go. Meandering through a forest isn't exactly my uh, cup of tea. Aren't you worried? I thought you was a mole drinker, not a tea drinker. Uh, I, I suppose so. I, as long as it is mulled or does not require mulling, then I will drink it. It's certainly not my cup of tea either. Um, I need to know everybody's passive wisdom or passive perception, please. Twelve. Sixteen. Aren't you a ranger, Bryce? Uh, I think Zenus actually asked that. I think Beowulf just repeated it. <laughs> Um, oh. yeah, I will, I will address Dermon then. Dermon, yes, I am a ranger. I have stayed in the woods entirely too long. I know everything there is to know about every plant. As far as I know, I don't recognize half the stuff in here, though. But I got tired of it. 
I wanted to have a warm bed. I wanted to have streets to walk on that weren't all muddy and swampy and sucking my boots down three feet into mud. Is that so much to ask for? Oh, and then you found me! And he, like, throws his arms wide and, like, smiles really big. Um, uh, fellows? Look ahead of us. Hey, what's that? I look ahead of us. A scarecrow. A scarecrow lurches into view. Its sackcloth eyes and rictus are ripe with malevolence. And its gut stuffed with dead ravens. It has long, rusted knives for claws. Oh, good day. I, um, fellas, that don't look, uh... Oh, nope, nope, sorry, read the wrong thing. It don't look too <laughs> old. We might oh, actually be looking at something else entirely, though. Go backwards. <laughs> I Go really backwards. hope this isn't a level one fight. <laughs> Right. Go, <laughs> yeah. Go backwards and uh, torso is said, stuffed with dead crows. I, I apologize, guys. This is my first ever module I'm running with actual stuff that I don't make up on the fly. Um, the uh, she turns and says, "Um, fellows, you know what is that?" Reginald turns and then, excuse me, through the mist comes a skeletal warhorse and rider, both clad in ruined chainmail. <laughs> The skeletal rider holds up a rusted lantern that sheds no light. Uh, oh, that's much better. Can we go I thought back I saw to the <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is going to be quite fun, isn't it? I want to grab my shield. I turn okay. uh, to Arena. Can you climb trees, perchance? Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, maybe, we shall, we shall see. I, I, like, point to one and say, we'll get to it, girl. Okay, she does that, she runs off towards the tree. This skeletal rider is probably 50 yards away from you at this point, so she runs over to the tree and begins to climb up. Um. Does it appear that he has noticed us? Roll a perception check, it's foggy. Alright. That would be a 13. No, that's a 6. A, I got a 10. I got a 10 as well. I got a 20, but it ain't natural. It's saying run away. Um, so re- read those off. Read those off to me again. 10. 20, not natural. 10. Okay. All right. So the Reginald seems to notice that the skeletal rider, the skeletal, and a rider, and quite menacing looking, does not seem to notice you. He's looking, he's looking straight ahead, holding that lantern out, and just riding down the middle of the road, actually quite slowly. I, fellas, I, I don't think he notices us yet. Oh, well, that's Thank interesting. You, we, could use, down. we could use that trap that you found. If what? Ambush him. You think we got enough time? We could hide in the trees. And we could rain arrows, Molly and I, upon him, and when when he passes us by, you can come out from behind him. You so know what? Stuck in that I'll, trap. I rather like it. Here, here, you take your trap. You do your thing. All right. Fellas, this sounds like a bad idea. No, no, no. It, it'll all be just fine. Well, Molly, if you want to, we can hide, and we don't have to fight him at all. Uh... I don't know. Everybody here is kind of strange. Maybe he's friendly. He just looks a little odd. 
Maybe we could be friendly and yeah, not disturb his He got no meat on him. He, he got no meat on him. He's a skeletal and a, it is, am I right? He's a horse skeletal as well. The horse is also skeletal, yes. The horse <laughs> is also skeletal. <laughs> I mean, uh, these are I'm, people that you're going to see at the market. I'm with whatever you boys want to do. Let's just get this parade started. Very well. Keith, I would like to roll a, uh, something to hide this uh, daggone trap in the ground. Okay, roll. We're going to call this another survival. Because if you were maybe doing survival, that would uh, cause you to have to hide things under the, you know, whatever. Do it. Cool. Survival. <laughs> That's. I would maybe. Oh. Gosh, okay. Um, this thing is moving slowly, but it is drawing nearer to you. That's an eight. And I want to put it like just right, like kind of right in his path. Best approximation of what I can see his path will be. Okay, so he's moving quickly enough where you don't have a whole lot of time to do this before he's, you know, it seems like he would be close enough to see you. And to this point, Reginald, he is still not taking notice of either of, of anybody. He's not noticed you at all. I want to, like, get off the side of the road and, like, get behind some shrubbery of some sort. Okay, so everybody has, like, a second left to do this. Dermon has tossed a little bit of dirt over his trap, but it is just not very well hidden at all. Um, You have about a second to tell me what you want to do as he approaches before it would be, like, this thing is definitely going to notice us if it's capable of it. I would like to hide in the bushes on the side of the road. I rolled an unnatural 20 for stealthing. Okay, you conceal yourself on which side of the road? Irina went to the right and climbed a little bit up into a tree. I'm going to hide behind the tree. I got an 18 plus 3 for hiding. Okay, so Jericho is behind the tree that Irina climbed in. So now let's go to our handy-dandy... Not that... So while you're looking that up, I'm I'm just like in the, uh, I guess in whatever convenient bush is like, is big enough to conceal me, kind of off in the direction where the uh, the tree is where she's hiding, so on the okay. same side of the road where um, where they are, um, as close to the trap as I can get without being seen. Okay, I'm going to quickly do some little drawings here for us for you all to be able to see. I'm drawing the road now. I'm drawing some trees on the side of the road with these squares. Um, You know, pretty well packed in together. Ah, Foxwood. Um, Irina... I need to. I wish I could have like a stamp or something. That'd be great. Um, Irina will be in red. She is here. <clears> or <throat> er, I guess you guys just remember where you are. Let's call this. So Irina and Jericho is are here. Um, Reginald, where did you hide? Uh, okay. It's a little bit closer together than what I thought. I'm gonna hang out, kind of. In this shrubble bush back here. Okay, so he, uh, about here or about here? Yeah, so I'll just I'll be on the other side of the road from where they are. Okay. All right, and now Dermon, where have you been? Um, I rolled an eleven, so. Uh, He's in. What, what? What I'm imagining is going to happen now, like 
as that's the, the trap is blue. Yeah. Um, as it goes, like as Dermon's getting up from the trap, he like he just realizes that he's messed up this whole thing. Like he hasn't done a good job, so he's gonna kind of run back like over here, just kind of straight back and like duck down really quick to try and okay. lure the lure the guy straight forward. All right. So there you go. So your trap not well hidden. Yeah. You, um don't know whether this thing can see you or not but you're you rolled stealth or not i rolled an 11 for it okay gotcha um you actually are able to conceal yourself pretty well on the road so something about your natural kitty-like camouflage is helping to conceal you on the road yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and big bone daddy is coming at you down down the road here so there you go. This is our visualization of what's happening. It is rudimentary. It's not the greatest. Um, so he is going to be stepping this way. Uh, we're not... You know what? I want to roll initiative. This isn't combat yet, but you're setting a trap for something. I feel like we need a way to understand how everybody moves in time. So I think initiative will be whether you fight this thing or not will be the best way to do that. You follow? Yep. Yes, sir. Following. Okay. That is a seven. Uh, six. I got a twelve. Dang. Okay. And so, that's Reginald. Let me roll for these cabrones. Um, Way to stop using the weighted dice in clutch time, Zenos. I know, right? <laughs> um, Going up against a level 48 death knight. I realize that I have... I need to have like eight monitors for playing D&D. <laughs> well, who doesn't? Um, okay, so... I need Reginald for you to re-roll. Re-roll? Yep. Ah, fine. Uh, 18. Okay. Yeah. Clutch. Coming in the clutch. Well done. Um, okay. That is everyone. Um, let me write. So I'm just doing this on pen and paper to keep track of combat. Thank you all for being here on this live stream. Thank you for listening to the podcast if you're doing that. Uh, we can use any support that you guys give us, any feedback that you'd like to offer, all kind of good stuff. But we're just we're just a dungeon boys playing some games. So don't try to hurt our feelings. We just want to make the show better. <laughs> uh, okay. Sometimes I would like give us feedback, but I can almost I can hear some I can hear people typing like this sucks. Make it better. <laughs> what about nice feedback? Do it now. Um, okay, so we have begun. It is Time has frozen. We now start six seconds. Dermot, it is your turn to do do what you will in your six seconds. Um, I'm going to. Oh, that was smart, Bryce, for your initiative. I'm yeah. going to ready uh, in action. Okay. Uh, if he triggers the trap, I'm going to pop an arrow at uh, him. Okay. If he triggers the trap, make sure I pop an arrow at him. Okay. Cool. Um, Jericho. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to get my crossbow uh, loaded and everything, 
and have my sword drawn and ready to burst into action. Okay, and be mindful, I guess, if you're watching this on Twitch, uh, as well as for all of you playing, the each the space between dots is five feet. So the road is ten feet wide. That'll help us visualize that for measuring purposes. Oh, um, cool. Okay. Like them purposes. No, no movement. I actually or anything. kind of like the system. Like it, it actually works out pretty good. I think. Yeah, it's better than me trying to explain it. Yeah. You know, several times. That I think it'll just cut down on time. Uh, Reginald, what will you be doing? I am. I am. I'm lying in wait. I'm just anticipating. I'm just. I'm. I'm just being ready. Okay, just not ready in action. action. Just wait and see what's going to happen. Okay, Irina is um, a little bit afraid. She's not having. I'm a her little favorite bit afraid time, too. She is. She has well concealed herself. So, um, the young man who is the young skeleton man who is walking towards you uh, is going to take his turn to move. Uh, to the trap and we're about to find out whether he springs it i need to know how a hunting trap works so i'm going to look that up in the player's handbook the ninth monitor but hunting probably would be a better word to search Mm. hidden bear trap an item Hunting trap is an item. Oh. Okay. Sorry, I was just looking this up. You guys talk about hunting trap. Five gold pieces. How do you use a hunting trap? When you use your action to set it, this trap forms a sawtooth steel ring that snaps shut. When a creature steps on a pressure plate in the center, the trap is affixed by a heavy chain to an immobile object such as a tree or a spike driven into the ground. A creature that steps on the plate must succeed on a DC 13 dexterity saving throw or take 1d4 piercing damage and stop moving. Therefore, until the creature, uh, thereafter, until the creature breaks free of the trap, its movement is limited by the length of the chain, typically three feet long. That's what we're going to say it is. Uh, a creature can use its action to make a DC 13 strength check, freeing itself or another creature within its reach on a success. Each failed check deals one piercing damage to the trap creature. All right. Skeleton moral. Say your prayers. The skeleton fails. The horse um, steps. Um, now, up until this point, Reginald, no one else has rolled a perception check, so you're the only one who notices this. You, you're the one who has the most the most eyes on this thing. Up until this point, the skeleton nor the horse has even caught a whiff of you. Uh, either everything, everyone is concealed or it's not concerned with you. You don't know the answer to that question, but those are the two options. Uh, this thing did not look like it was you know, bothered by you at all. It was just walking down the road. Uh, but... The trap snaps shut, so it's going to take 1d4 of piercing damage to the horse. It's your lucky day. That was a bad roll, but you're going to take it. One damage. One damage to the horse. Um, So when the horse takes damage, the trap snaps shut. You hear a loud snort from the skeletal horse's nose, and immediately... Dermon, the horse, and the skeleton's eyes both snap to where you're hiding. It wasn't looking at you before, but it is now. Cool. Um, oh boy. So just visually, it's like this, this thing was on like autopilot, just 
following the track, <laughs> and then now it's like it's yes. tuned in. But yes. his yes, ready so, to yeah, action exactly triggers that. now, right? Um, his ready to action would trigger now because it did hit the trap. Wait, so he his eyes snap to me even though I'm hidden, so I'm I'm no longer. I said you seem pretty well concealed, but I didn't say you're fully hidden. Also, this thing it has a few special qualities to it, um, but it does snap to look in your direction. But we will... You did ready in action to fire the crossbow if it's front of the trap, right? Okay. So, fire. Are, are we going to say this is a surprise round or no? This is just your action coming to fruition that you readied. Okay. Uh... He, right? That's how that would work. He is dealing with sneak attack bonus, though. That's the big thing for Rogue, so... I well, think he would Yeah, but I mean, like, if I wasn't... If I wasn't hidden, that's not gonna come into play, but that's... Fine. I mean, if he if he already noticed that I was there, it wouldn't be, uh... He wouldn't be surprised at my presence, so... Then, technically, this wouldn't be a surprise round. Okay. Yeah, I guess it's hard to figure out, but I'm just basing this on you ready in action so you you will be firing at in one way or another right yeah but I'm saying, if his passive perception is 11 or greater then it's not surprise is really how that's gonna right and it is okay, it, yeah. it is it is barely yeah so yeah that's i guess that's the point i was trying to make it is yeah so there there we have it yeah. it is fire time yeah uh that is the mighty 12 to hit so who are you aiming at? I'm going to aim at the skeleton. Okay, so your your arrow uh, glances off a little piece of the raggedy leather armor that he's wearing on his shoulders. Your your arrow slices through a little bit of that leather, but leather, but it doesn't quite hit. <clears throat> Swing. Um, but now, Dermon, that you've done that, it's going to be your turn again because the horse walked into that trap and it's all over cool um so i'm gonna I, i'm gonna go ahead uh get another get another arrow knocked up and uh give him the old one two shot at the face and now that so you fired at it, go ahead the skill. who well whoever i was gonna say while he's rolling like the horse is like in the trap like it's restrained by the trap Yes, the horse is currently caught in the trap. Okay. Um, 18 to hit. 18 to hit. Uh, who are you firing at now? The skeleton. The skeleton, yes, that will hit. Ooh. So your, your second arrow in a row flies and finds its home in the chest of the skeleton. That is a mighty uh, four damage. Mighty four damage. Okay, he will take that damage. You um, knock one of his ribs loose. Cool. Now I'm gonna run up uh, this tree here. Ooh, let me open that window. When you, whenever your arrow hits him that time, you he goes, he shrieks with a. Cool. As eyes frighteningly, you know, dart around towards you. Okay, so you're going to that tree. Yeah. I can handle that. Um, and I'm going to. Climb it. Okay. So I'll be like, I'll be about 20 feet up. Okay, yes, because you went about 10 feet to it, and then you go in another 20 feet? Yeah. Okay, you are 20 feet up in that tree. Cool. After firing an arrow, is his there, eyes follow you there. Is there like a, a branch that I can kind of 
nestle my cell phone that's yeah, that's my goal is to like get up there so i can shoot him from up top yeah there's a branch you you hop up there and are able to wrap your legs around a couple branches and get a sturdy shooting spot Ooh. um following that is jericho's turn all right i'm going to ready an action to fire my crossbow if he shows that he is in this fight like full-on about to attack us if he okay. just ignores us and passes on, then I'm not going to instigate him anymore. But if he goes after Dermon, then I will fire a bolt into his butt. Okay, you got it. <clears throat> What's a skeletal butt look like? A uh, pelvis. I don't want to know. Like a, don't answer kind of like a pelvis. Nope, nobody yeah. answered. Nope. Just a straight-up pelvis is what a skeletal butt looks like. Oh, I'm answering, sir. I'm answering. That's a skeletal butt. You but have, this skeletal butt is wrapped in a little bit of leather. You have questioned. You See, have I don't know answered. how I feel about that. That's, uh, nah. So Jericho has readied his crossbow to be fired. I got a bead on them leathery cheeks. Mm. <laughs> Slip my... Nope, not going to say that. Um, <laughs> Reginald, it is your turn. Uh, honestly, like other than straight up attack, I don't have a lot going on. I do think that I want to kind of call out to this guy. Okay. All right. Hey, traveler, wait, where are you going to? And why are you looking so skeletally? Its head snaps towards you and its jaw drops open and you hear, Yeah! As it shrieks <laughs> and its attention has been turned to you. Yeah, I don't think I quite understood that. So... Um, if that is the case, can I count that as like a free action and can I run out there swinging? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can, you, yeah, you can speak if you want to, for sure. So yeah, go ahead. I think I'm done with the speaking part after the screeching came up. So uh, right. I think I'm going to, uh, to run out there and swing at him with the mace. Okay. Uh, so go ahead and do that. Run out there and swing is... at the horse or the skeleton? You said Bryce? Are you swinging at the horse or the skeleton? I'm going to swing towards the skeleton. Alright, so you swing that mace up, trying to get it over the horse's head, and hit the skeleton. It is a, it is a 20 worm. That's going to hit. Woo! The first time I actually hit something. Um, nine of the whole damage. Ooh. Well... You swing that mace into the skeleton's chest, and this, the mace is bludgeoning damage, is it not? It is. So technically, to this skeleton, that hurts. You slam the mace into its chest, and the skeleton, all its different bones come apart Skyrim style. Uh, you knock the skeleton clean off the horse, and its bones go clattering across the, the ground behind the horse. As the horse Ooh. whinnies in, in rage at your... Uh, action taken against its rider. It rears up. Cool. Motion-wise, I want to, like, not get any farther away, but I want to, like, crab walk my way over towards where, uh, the other side of the road where, um, where old Jerry's at. Alright, so you've gone Jerry ten go. feet to the skeletal rider, and now you're gonna go another five feet you're not. Are you leaving his radius or the horse's radius? I'm moving to the old other side. Like if you're looking okay. on the uh, if you're looking on the map. I'm like I'm just moving to the other side of El Pony. 
break on to the other side. All right, cool. That's Reginald there. Um, this is our, if you're just tuning in, by the way, let, let, letting everyone know, this is our rudimentary way of visualizing uh, what's going on here. That dot I just moved is Reginald. Uh, everybody's trying to keep track of their own stuff here, but trying to give you something to look at. Uh, so yeah, you cross over there. You, I will say that you definitely slide underneath the belly of the skeletal horse. Uh, and you arrive on the other side. It All is right. now the skeletal horse's turn. It is actually Irina's turn. Irina will take her turn to hug uh, closely to the tree uh, and look down at Jericho and say, Well, this is going better than I thought it would. Uh, give it a minute. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the war horse is now going to turn uh, to Reginald who is close by and is not requiring it to break free but um, it's not making a check so it's not going to take damage it's only going to take damage but tries to get out it's going to turn towards you and try to use its hooves on you it's going to rear up and try to stomp you with its hooves Reginald All right. sounds like son so it is entering the fight in full earnest, so I will it is. activate my action yes. at this time. Your action will activate, and you will fire a crossbow at this creature. That is a crit fail. Yeah! Your crossbow bolt just goes wildly high and crosses right you know, right over this... this uh... You know what? Do we want to make... Do we want to make punishments for crit failures? I don't know. It was kind of fun because it also has repercussions for an enemy who crit fails. I think yeah, that's, that's something that needs to I be like decided that. outside of combat. Yeah, we'll decide it after we're done. True, um, true, true. Just uh, real quickly, if we had decided it was, I was going to have you shoot Irina's hand. She's um, above me in a tree. Not. You goofed up. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so now it is time for the horse. The horse is going to attack you, Jush. Um, the horse whips out a crossbow. It does not do that. Uh, it is going to try to its hooves on you. So is it, like, restrained by the front hoofage or the rear hoofage? We're going to call it the front hoofage, so it's not really rearing up. It is it is turning around to kick you at this point. Fun. Uh, Fun much time. better. Well... A 12 hit. Uh, it will not, sir. Alright, so you're able to lean to the side as this skeletal horse, angry that you destroyed its rider, kicks toward you. Hey, I like it. Beowulf says, I could have hit you in the face with this horse schlong. Okay. But I didn't yep. do that. These things would have happened. <laughs> uh, I don't know what Time a skeleton version of that would be. I don't think there would actually be any bones for that. The trap is on um, his fifth hoof. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right so that is a failed a failed attack and that's going to be his turn and it's back to derman cool um i'm a shriek. what's his face uh what's the guy's name what's the what's the jerry's still not jerry um gosh reginald is still like right there five feet right yep the, the map remains the same cool um, I'm going to shoot another arrow at Mr. Horse. Okay. Also, everybody keep track of your arrows, by the way. We are doing that. That's, that's a nat 20. Nicely done, dude. Same. You plant one right in the skull of the horse. Okay. 
Thank you for hosting Ghostly Potato. Thirteen, sixteen damage. Sixteen damage. The the arrow actually passes through the jaw of this creature, um, and it knocks the jawbone right off of the skeletal horse as it had turned to kick uh, Reginald. Hits Reginald in the face with the jawbone, deals fifty damage. Nope. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and take this opportunity to climb down the tree. Okay, head on down to the bottom of the tree. AKA fall. And then that's that's it. That's not turn. Okay. You're down at the bottom of the tree, and it is Jericho's turn. Nice. Uh I am going to Well poop. Uh I guess bonus action to reload my crossbow. I didn't think about okay. doing that for uh I couldn't do that with my um prepared action. And then I will run in with my sword and chop at the neck of the horse. Alright, go in and chop. Go Rolling. knee therefore in chop. That's a 12 plus 5. That's a 17 to hit. That will hit. You hit him right in the neck. Oh boy. Alright. That is 8 damage. Alright, you nice. slice right through the neck of the skeleton and the bones of the skeletal horse fall at your feet. Now, bo the bones and the garb of a skeletal horse as well as the same for uh, a skeleton that was wandering the roads is all now lie at your feet. Excellent. Job well Wait. done, everybody. I'm going to go pick I up that wait. jawbone that flew off. Okay, you're welcome to do that. Irina climbs out of the tree and she says, Why? Why did we attack this skeleton? These things happen. It's, diffi it's difficult to say for sure, but it has something to do with the adventuring spirit, I suppose. But uh, I think mostly we just needed to uh, to destroy something. She bends down and touches the like the bones that are laying on the ground, and she says, Hmm. It did not this, seem uh, to try to harm us until we tried to harm it. Well, that is true. This, uh, but it common is common. Like I said, I've I've not been beyond the bridge we crossed an hour ago. This is all new to me as well. So you you never heard of uh, you never heard of this before. Uh. Skeletal riders in specific, I've never seen one, but uh, there are magical things that happen in this land all the time. Uh, everything here is dark and frightening at first glance, but I have known some things that were dark and scary to end up not being so bad at all. Well, I'm very tempted to put you on the spot and say name three, but... <laughs> I'm not be, gonna do that. To that the will only be wasting your own time, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, so, wait, was you uh, was you hurt? I'm I going to pick up some arrows. Sure. I was gonna ask Irina, um, was she hurt? Oh, I'm I'm fine. I I climbed a tree. I got a little 
no actual pain, but probably a little scraped up from climbing the tree so quickly. Other than that, I'm fine. Good, good. So, so good. We need to get you there uh, safe and sound. She wanders over to the skeleton that had fallen on the ground, and she rolls over the, what's left of the spine, uh, and she says, uh, Derman, I believe there are some arrows over here you could gather. Oh, thank you. Can I perception can I check, check out that? Yeah. Go ahead. Sure. No, I was going to say, can I just check out that lantern that he was swinging around? Sure. Cool. And can I perception check the horse and person to see if there's any pouches or saddlebags? Sure. Uh, 11 to check out the lantern. Uh, I mean, you pick up the lantern and you kind of look it over. It seems to be a small iron lantern with glass panes, uh, kind of four sides with those glass panes. All the panes are cracked. Uh, and broken, you see that there is not a candle or anything in it. Um, you know, the lantern was emitting no light, and it continues to emit no light. Then I'm just going to shove it in my bag. Okay. Shove it in your bag, sir. I rolled a 7 oh, to look for a bag. Sorry, I was taking a sip of beverage. I mean, I don't think you necessarily have to roll perception to search for bags or anything. So you don't you don't find any. The skeleton wasn't carrying anything. He was armed with a sword and short bow. Um, his sword was rusty. His bow was small, and you know it wasn't much to look at. His, air, his okay. arrows were just kind of old. On. The heads on them are rusty, uh, but they seem to be straight and unharmed, other than being old. Uh, other than that, that's all they have. I will he take his arrows. Okay, there were five of them. Heck yeah. <clears throat> and final one for me, I guess this would be an investigation check. Okay. I just want to check, see, like, does, does the... I know his clothes were all tattered and everything, but it did, did it look like he had any, any kind of insignia or kind of uh, something that would designate, like, he is, um, you know, from a certain militia or something like that? Uh, or like some like a, a known group in the area, or is this just like a random dude? Uh, says so seventeen to investigate. Yeah, hold on just a second. Cool. Anything Stradian okay. in nature? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Like, is this? Uh... You do not see any sort of insignias. I'm going to use the bathroom. Have you got to roll for it. No. Think about me while you're gone. He rolled you a two. Any, any sort of insignias, Josh? You don't see, or you don't see any sort of Stradian insignias. Um, one thing you do see, though, is that he, on a tattered piece of fabric that was kind of draped over his chest, uh, that was mostly mostly destroyed, you can make out what looks to be the symbol of a a small symbol of a raven raven on the front left breast area of this uh, tunic or whatever <laughs> left of it that he would. Carrying around, it looks like a, a raven was um, insignia on there. Okay, cool. Do we feel empowered by the death of this creature? You know what? You do. Yeah. He... You feel so empowered that you have you you so handily destroyed this creature that you are now level two. Level twenty. Here we come. The Xenus come back? Is he back? 
I am here. Alright, so I was just saying that you feel so empowered by the death of this creature that you have increased your level to level 2. Oh yeah. Back to the spooky forest. Spooky time. We return. Wait, we didn't leave the spooky forest. I just meant on the stream. Ooh. Speaking <clears throat> of spooky forest, how was your bathroom break? That was good. Cool, cool. Alright, here we go. I to the prepared action. to march forward. Okay, Irina is seems ready to march forward along with you. Um, if everybody's ready to go, you can march forward. Let's boogie. We are marching forward. So after a little while longer, you approach, uh, you leave the forest. You guys come out of the forest. There's a point where whenever you crossed over the river, you left the river behind and went into a little piece of this forest for about two miles, and then now you are coming out of it a little bit, just for a moment to see uh, the river pass by you on the right, only to pass through another little set of trees uh, where you can see in the distance a crossroads. And as you approach this crossroads, you see the following. An old wooden gallows creaks in chill wind that blows down from the high ground to the west. A frayed length of rope dances from its beam. The well-worn road splits here, and the signpost opposite the gallows points off in three directions. Barovia Village to the east, where you came from. Sir, uh, T-S-E-R Pool, Sir Pool, to the northwest, and Ravenloft slash Velaki to the southwest. Hey fellas, isn't that that uh, Velaki place? Is that where we're supposed to be heading? Yes, I believe so. You know, there's this other sign that's pointing back to that Barovia town we come from. It makes you think. You you think we could have just come this way and avoided the uh, spooky forest place altogether? No, it's sorry. The the sign that points towards Barovia is pointing on the road you're on. Ah, okay. Yeah. I feel better about that now. And so there are three. So, which cardinal direction okay. is uh, Velaki in? Velaki is technically, based on what you've been told so far, technically northwest of Barovia. Um, the road, the sign that you are looking at point is there's the southwestern branch says to Velaki slash um, slash Ravenloft, uh, and the one to the right says to the Sir Pool. Okay. I um. Uh, arena, this um, Velaki place, right? It's uh, where we're supposed to be heading. Uh, yes, we're we're supposed to be heading to Velaki. Yes. Well, what's this? Um, what's this raven place? Because I I noticed back there there was a uh, some sort of a raven thing on his uh, well on the rest of his clothing. Uh, there's Castle Ravenloft. That is the excuse me. There's Castle. There, what is my her voice? There's Castle Ravenloft, uh, which is the castle of the Devil Strad. Uh, it is where he calls home. Uh, but the insignia of anything of Strad's is, is not a raven, so despite the name, I do not know if they are connected. Well, who's around uh, here got a, got a raven on theirs? Well, the only thing I know of around here personally is... Is Ravenloft is the castle Ravenloft, but 
I swear, anything from the devil Strahd I've seen is, has borne the insignia with a bat, not a raven. Too interesting. So this Vilaki place you want us to go to is actually closer to this, um, this Strahd fella, right? V Vilaki is, is farther away from Strahd than Barovia is. Uh, we will have to pass relatively near Castle Ravenloft to get to Velaki, based on the maps I've seen. But I, we don't believe we'll be going to Ravenloft. I certainly don't want to be going to Strahd's castle on the way. Right, right. Well, I mean, fellas, it all, it all seems to add up perfectly fine to me. Yeah, let's, let's get a move on. Yes, I agree. So she... Um, for a moment, puts a finger to her head, as if she is thinking. What did you? What did you say was around us? What what structures again? Uh, an old wooden gallows. Uh, creaks in a chill wind that blows down from the high ground to the west. A frayed length of rope dances from its beam. The well-worn rose splits here in the signpost. Blah 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 blah. That we've all seen. So oh. directly north of you is uh, more thick forest. South of you, there is, there is less forest that the uh, um, southwest road kind of leads to. So here, I'll, I'll bring you back up to speed using our cool drawing method. Hey, I actually really like the little drawing method. Yeah, it's helpful, especially when we're all, I can't, you can't see my um, hand motions and everything else. Right. Um, so, I'm going to try to recreate kind of the general area of what you see. So, green is going to be the road. You're currently at a crossroads. Um, we're going to say, I guess it doesn't make a lot of sense, but the brown is going to be uh, thick forests. Okay. So that's what you're seeing. So it is showing you that this way to the poo and this way to Balaki and the other one that I can't remember, Raven. Ravenlaw? Yeah. Alright, so that's what you see. Um, I would like to roll perception on them, them their gallows. Okay, roll perception on them their gallows. That's a good old 14. A 14, uh, it seems to be gallows. Um, it just seems to be old. They, they were obviously once used at some point, uh, but they don't look like they've been used in quite some time. Another thing, uh, around you, uh, real quickly, excuse me, um... Yeah, don't, did I read the portion that says across from the gallows a low wall crumbling in places partially encloses uh, yeah I should need to read the whole, this whole thing again excuse me uh, and Ravenloft and Balaki to the southwest the northwest fork slants down and disappears into the trees while the southwest fork clings to an upward slope across from the gallows a low wall crumbling in places partially encloses a small plot of graves shrouded in fog so another thing to note is that this road increases in elevation. This road decreases in elevation. 
And what is the, the pool? What was the name of that? Sir Pool. Yep. Sir Pool. And Irina is standing, kind of tapping her head, trying to remember. Is Sir Pool, Sir Pool, something? I know something about this pool. I've heard, I've heard this name in the tavern before. You suppose you it's a quite... shortcut to this um, Bilaki place? Uh, maybe. I, I know there is something. Something about the pool that I've heard in the tavern. But I just can't. I can't. I can't remember what happened. What? What? Is, what happens there? I can't remember. I can't remember. I don't believe it's anything. I just. I just can't remember. I don't know. But I've heard it before. Uh, she says. Well, it's still early day. I believe we can. We can take a chance and visit it if you so desire. Um, as she's thinking, she does squat down to the ground, and she, you know, looks. She's looking at the ground now. She's trying to figure out a little bit of what what uh she's doing her own investigative, looking around a little bit. Can uh, I um while she's doing that? Can I just saunter over to see if there's anything written on those graves? Of course you can. Would that be like a perception or an investigation? Because that's kind of a tough call. Um, just to look and see if there are names, perception is fine. But if you get close enough, I mean, you probably wouldn't even have to roll. Uh, 14. You can see from a few feet away, like, without crossing that wall, that all these gravestones are blank. Huh. How very Bethesda. Irina does, uh, squat down, and she does notice that there are, um, heavy wagon tracks that are, have you know, ruddied the ground or put ruts in the ground, uh, going down, going down the hill towards the Sir Pool, and there are very few, if any, tracks going towards Velaki uh, and Ravenloft. What do you say we do, Molly? Well, we have a sign pointing to exactly where we need to go. But it doesn't look like anyone else has been going there, so it sounds like a much safer place than where everyone else seems to be going. But we don't value safety in this group, so I'm down for whatever you guys decide, but I think my stance is pretty clear. I want to rejoin the group and, and uh, let them know, hey, hey fellas, uh, seems kind of peculiar they got the graveyard, but... The graves ain't got no names on them, so why puts up the stones? Uh, could be the person putting up the gravestones couldn't afford the names on them. Perhaps uh, a lot of people died at one time and they didn't have time. Yeah, it could be anything. Yeah, it could be well, just that they're old and worn. Well, let's get on the way to Velaki then. Let's get this whole thing behind us, I suppose. Oh, a pleasant idea. I'm going to go ahead and let's start see, walking um, that way. Let's see okay. if we can uh, get to Velaki uh, soon. Yeah. Very well. Um, as you leave this area, as you are walking down the, um, walking down the trail, 
away. So you guys take the you guys are taking the road that says towards Velaki and Ravenloft. Yep. Indeed. You are increasing in elevation. Um, as you go up, you hear a creaking noise behind you. Coming from the gallows. Do you turn? Yeah. I'm definitely turning because I'm already a little bit weirded out by this place. You guys have put a, a good bit of distance between you and the gallows now at this point, probably 50 feet or so or more. Um, you turn, and where there was nothing before now hangs a lifeless gray body. The breeze turns the hanged figure slowly so that it can fix its dead eyes upon you. I, um, uh, no. did you no. say something about a lot of people no. dying? No. 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 Keep walking. No. So inter- interestingly no. enough, <laughs> as, you turn, as, as this body turns to look at you, uh, Reginald, you see yourself hanging in the gallows. The body is you. Uh, oh, hey, I know that guy. Hey. Derman, <laughs> you see just like a random Barovian commoner. Uh, and Jericho, you too see a random Barovian. I, I didn't turn. I didn't turn to look. Oh, you didn't turn. Okay, sorry, Derman. Did you turn and look? Yeah, I did. Um, yeah. So you see a random Barovian commoner, and that's the same thing that Irina would probably see as well. But I see see myself. But you see yourself, Reginald. Reginald, you know that man? Um, he looks, uh, looks old. How could you know that man? He's, I don't even know that man. I I live here. I live here. Well, he's a handsome devil, that's for sure, whoever he was. But, uh, he looks, uh, I I don't don't know, fellas, He, he looks... Awful lot like myself. No, he most certainly does not. Reginald, well, no, I mean, look at those gentle features. I mean, just look at him. Reginald, do you, you're not a human. Well, you're very observant there. Yes, and that man is a human. Yes. No, no, no. I'm, if we get a little closer, I'm sure we would, uh, we would be able to see. It's clearly... Very similar to my, my own self. Whatever you see, I can assure you, I will not be getting any closer to it. I, I think Arena's right. Let's just let's get to Velaki and figure out what to do from there. I'm already halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> I want to turn around. I see my drinker farther down the road. Hey, um, there's your, there's your buddy Jerry. He's, uh, I think he's ready to get on the move. Uh, yes. I didn't it's stop. I'm like clawing. I'm like mechanically walking. Like <laughs> if I walk in the straightest line possible, then I can't see anything in my periphery or behind me. <laughs> this is the nope walk. <laughs> yep. Okay. I think we should. Uh, Not a fast. I, I walk. think we should catch up. With him. You know, to, to make sure he's uh, safe and everything. I agree. Okay. So turning. Um, you guys continue walking, you know, uh, Irina... Oh, I'm, like, backing away from this thing. Yeah. Irina kind of shakes her head loose, and she chalks it up to... It it must be another trick of the Devil's Strahd. We should not give 
I, we know it was not real. We saw nothing there earlier. We should, we should, we should move on. We should not, we should not dwell on this. Uh, and she continues. You know, she's beelining now as well as you guys. You increase your elevation, um, walking along this path. Um, so now I'm going to use brown for the path because that makes more sense, doesn't it? Um, you guys continue. My line as it gets longer is increasing the elevation. So you guys continue to go up here for the next hour or two as you curve back around. Um, and you're now much higher than you were when you started. Maybe not much higher. Maybe more like you've probably increased 100, 200 feet in elevation at this point. As you're say it's now the wrong kind of podcast. Headed back into the... Uh, into a northerly direction. So it sounds like we're kind of like winding around this hill almost. Yeah, kind of. So you start, you took that, that, you know, this way, coming down this way, going down to the southwest. It's curving back up and you're winding up uh, a hill a little bit. Yes. Cool, cool, cool. Um, but in winding back up the hill, you end up going back into... A set of trees and of course within these trees uh, things tend to get a little bit darker um, so over the next couple of hours you make it into this forest uh, as you go north and then eventually uh, the path turns back it starts to turn back to a almost southwest uh, direction again. So you're going north again, increasing elevation, and it's about to turn south, but um, again, I'm going to need to know who has the highest perception score, please. I, what is it? It's 10 plus perception? perception. Uh, yep. Okay. Then mine is 14. But uh, if you've got advantage, so like I don't know, Ranger, but if you've got like advantage on perception checks because we're in a forest or something, you would get plus five to your passive perception. Oh. Um, advantage on survival and intelligence checks. Ah. Uh, Sadly not. It is not intelligence, is it? No, it's... No, yeah. It would be... It's specifically advantage on perception checks gives you the plus five to passive perception. Oh. Then no. Hmm. Also, I do apologize. Uh, hopefully, this is our first time ever doing like D and D travel, um, so I'm kind of learning learning how to do that too. Normally, we go from place to place, uh, but we're trying. I'm trying to I'm trying to play it by the book. I kind of like it. Yeah. It's it's adding some it's adding some atmosphere to the whole thing. Yeah, sure. I mean, Strahd is a slower, spooky type thing. So, so you've encountered the spooky hanging man of Spookstown. Yes. Um, that was his actual name. It said that on the tag. Yep. You're about to to make this this curve. Uh, and who do we decide had the highest perception, passive perception? I think Zena. I do. Sixteen. Okay. Uh, it makes sense because as you go to make this turn, uh, your ears perk up a little bit. Um, Dermon. Uh, so roll a little perception check for me. Let's see what you hear with those cat ears of yours. That's a daggone something or something. Twelve. 
a 12. So, through the woods, so this is your, we'll call this your, uh, your path. Through the woods, uh, here, through the woods in this direction, you hear what sounds like about, it's a good ways off, you can barely hear it. But it sounds like you might even hear what sounds like a, a stringed instrument. Well, that's interesting. I, um, I tell the boys, uh, you guys hear that? Hear what? It sounds like someone's playing an instrument of some sort. Perhaps plucking Ooh, on what? some strings. Ooh, what kind of stringed instrument? Way out here. I, I look over at Irena and I just kind of shake my head a little bit. How am I supposed to know what kind of stringed instrument it is? I just don't hear music very often. I'm sorry. It's, I just... Yeah, I German. Don't, you I, should be I, able to distinguish between a couple different stringed instruments. But more importantly, which direction is it coming from? Is it coming from ahead of us? That way, and I point. It's he... through the woods in a northwesterly direction. Okay, and we're heading just westerly. Yeah, you're. So this line I drew is you going north, north, and you're about to turn back southwest on the path. But this sound is coming. So you've increased in elevation. Whenever you look off to your right, so this would be the northwest. You know, this, this, that's the northwest direction. But when you're looking that way, this is decreasing in elevation. So gotcha. you're kind of looking down at a forested hill to where this music is coming from, or this oh, yeah. instrument I, is coming from. Fellas, it's so well and good and everything, but, uh, I mean, what if this is like earlier, and, you know, what, what if it's like the, uh, what if it's like the, the fellow that was all strung up back there? You know? Is he, uh, is he really there? Could be. It's hard to tell. Uh, we can go down there and investigate. A uh, fella playing music in the woods is probably the least intimidating thing I've come across today. I suppose. And it's definitely not wolves playing the instruments, so... Uh, yes, I think you're safe there, Reginald. If no one... Well, you never know. I will scout ahead. Okay. If you feel it sucks, then, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be uh, right behind you. At least I, I will. I'll, I'll, be, uh, I'll be behind you. All right. And I'm going, I'm to, doing roll, it. going to roll to be sneaky. All right. Roll to be sneaky. Freaking yeah. 17. Nice. You are sneaky. You're able to conceal yourself as you pass through the woods and down this hill. Can I roll to be sneaky 30 feet behind where he's at? You can. Hey. I'm just going to follow them at a safe enough distance so as not to disclose their location. But okay. I'm not sneaky. Irina says, what do you want me to do? Uh, you can, well, you should probably just come with me. I wouldn't feel right with you being <laughs> on, the, uh, on the trail by yourself. Never know when a skeletal horseman or an undead, not really there, hangsman might appear out of nowhere and ruin your day. 
She says, I'm more worried about the scarecrow that we thought we saw earlier. She says, I would prefer I would prefer that as well. So I rolled for my second sneakiness. They were both good rolls. I got a 19 plus 3 on this bad boy. Nicely done. You are sneaky. I have only snooked twice in this game so far, and I like the results. Okay, so everybody is sneaky, I guess, at this point? Or do you... I am Jericho, not sneaky. Are you rolling sneaky? No. Okay, so you are, you guys just are just kind of crunching through the woods together. Yes, but I am um, I'm hanging back far enough that I don't want to draw attention to the sneaky boys. But okay, gotcha. can I survival check and see if there's any edible plants or what have you around? Ooh. Sure. Cool. That is so an eight. for clarification, I am thirty feet behind Dermon. Okay. Does my eight find anything? Uh, you do not find any edible plants with an eight. Okay, it was um, just kind of a glance. Yeah, you're looking around. You don't. One thing you do notice is that the trees here, much like everything else, are almost especially evil <laughs> feeling <laughs> and looking. They they seem like trees that may bear fruit, uh, but if they did, it would be begrudgingly. Uh, I see, <laughs> begrudgingly. If trees. I were writing a if I were writing a novel about this, <laughs> this that's how I would <laughs> describe the trees. The giving tree and the stingy uh, tree. <laughs> I was that book I read. I read Fahrenheit four fifty one this past week, and there was some line in there that where he was like, he was describing something. It was like. He, it was like a, a pig in the in the a pig in the forest that if you cut it open it would smell like autumn whenever all its blood came out or something and it was like what kind of, what are you high on writing this book? <laughs> um, anyway, you pass through the uh, the woods here, uh, and Dermon the closer Dermon and I guess you're only thirty feet behind um, Reginald. The closer you get to the source, the more the more you can hear, and you hear the sounds of a lyre. You hear the sounds of possibly a, a you know a handheld harp. You hear the sounds of a few stringed instruments, maybe even a makeshift drum. Uh, and then as you get closer and closer, it's daylight, but of course it is overcast. You begin to see the light of a fire, and eventually you approach the edge of the tree line at the bottom of this hill, and you can see the river again, and you can see a pathway, uh, that uh, a road that you didn't take. Uh, and across that road, you see what looks almost like a gypsy caravan parked beside the river. You can see several large tents put up. Uh, you can see a couple of wagons circled about. Um, I guess I could probably read you a more appropriate description uh, that was provided to me by Wizards of the Coast, which may be more helpful for you. I'm sure it's garbage. So let's see. Uh, deep ruts in the earth are evidence of the comings and goings of wagons. The canopy of mist and branches suddenly gives way to black clouds boiling far above. There is a clearing here next to a river that widens to form a small lake several hundred feet across. Five colorful round tents, each ten feet in diameter, are pitched outside a ring of four barrel-topped wagons. A much larger tent stands near the shore of the lake, its sagging form lit from within. Near this tent, eight unbridled horses drink from the river. The mournful strains of an accordion, along with those other instruments I mentioned, clash with the singing of several brightly clad figures around a bonfire. A footpath continues beyond this encampment, meandering north between the river and the forest's edge. This is what you see. Oh, cool. 
So all of us see this. That's going to be a new. Uh, I would say you and Dermot see that. Cool, 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 cool. I'm just going to kind of wait, um, like by a tree, until the other guys get up close. And just gonna, okay. I'm just gonna kind of watch. Cool. So mostly, what you see is just uh, some some um, people who are dressed very similarly to Aragal, the main guy that you or the guy who gave you the letter, uh, as well as the three people who are in the tavern along with Ismark. Do you remember those people? Yep. The ones who are all kind of dressed. They seem like they're a little more jovial than other people. They're dressed in more bright colors and things. Very gypsy-looking-like people, the way I imagine, you know, old-timey gypsy-looking folk. Um, I'm and they're all kind of... Forward. Okay, yeah, you eventually approach Dermon as he's watching this, but what Dermon is seeing, as well as uh, uh, Reginald, and eventually this comes into view for you as well. From the tree line, you see this big fire where these all these people are having some drinks and getting 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 drunk and enjoying each other's company and playing music and things with all these tents and wagons surrounding them. Okay, I'm going to continue on down into the area. Okay, into where the people are? Yep. Okay, you oh. leave the woods, um, and have you, as you leave the woods, Irina calls out, Is it you believe this is safe? Uh, I honestly don't know what's safe around here anymore, but these people seem a lot brighter and happier than anyone else in town, and the fellas down at the bar kind of look like them, and they seem to be having a good time, so, eh, might as well give it a shot. Uh, are we all going? I I'm am. Going to stay uh, here, and I'm going to watch. Cameron's going to stay kinda... here and watch. I'm kind of hanging back. I'm uh, I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stay about fifty feet away from wherever, um, wherever Jericho walks out into the crowd. I still want to kind of stay obscured, like hidden up into tree line, but I want to be, you know, not too far away. Okay. At this point, based on what I'm seeing on my little on my little map, so I guess we'll throw up another map thing for you. If you listen to this audio, you should really listen to this on YouTube or uh, catch us live on Twitch um, with all this drawing we're doing. Um, but now that we have, I'll use it as a crutch. Uh, tree line down here. Blah, 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 blah. Then I'll throw a you very nice tree line. a road. Passing by, and then we will have a red fire. Uh, let's see, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Sold! We'll have a fire here. Then you've got a wagon here. A Whenever wagon we did here. that fundraiser thing for uh, that little girl who needed the chair that, or the van that could handle her wheelchair, we had an auctioneer mm -hmm. that was. Keith, you can go ahead and keep drawing. Um, we had an auctioneer that was uh, selling stuff for the fundraiser, and they were selling a cake, and they got up to like $65 for this red velvet cake, and he's looking at this one guy going, $70, $70, I know you want this cake, $70, and then uh, 
the guy finally says 70 okay whatever so he turns to another guy he goes 80 dollars 80 that other guy's taking it home he's gonna he's gonna up your bid no matter what you say so go ahead and give me 80 dollars 80 dollars <laughs> and the guy went 80 and the other dude immediately went 90 <laughs> i do love a good auctioneer yeah all right so you see all this all this stuff going down i'm gonna give a black line around the fire for reverie I gotta say, an auctioneer would make the worst DM in the world. Uh, or maybe the best one if you can keep up. Could I don't know. It'd be interesting. Do you have to worry about that with me? So this is what you see across the way. Um, we'll say all of you are here hiding in the tree line. That big circle is you, Reginald. <laughs> um, and you are... <laughs> Jericho is leaving the tree line and walking over to the campfire, I guess. Yes, sir. Okay, everybody else is hanging back? Yep. 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 says, I will hang back with you all. Um, I find the widest tree that I can hide behind. Jericho, you walk into the camp, and there are um, you know, several people drinking around this fire, playing music, having a good time. Um, there are 12, uh, and I believe Ismark told you what, do you remember what the, the name of these people are that he tell you what kind of people they are? Um, ill, strange name. I don't remember. He, I think he did give you their type, their name. So you see he did. 12 Viscani. Viscani. People. I was going to say Ilmasi. Vistani, V-I-S-T-A-N-I. Oh, Vistani. They're all standing and sitting around the fire. Uh, you can hear them like telling each other stories and just guzzling some wine. Mm. Um, so there you go. They're having a good old time. Do you just walk straight up to them? Uh, yeah, I'm just going to kind of walk into the camp and walk towards the fire. Uh, hello, okay. all. Uh, I've come across your camp. I happen to be in the woods out here. Uh, what's going on? Um, they kind of, like, all the drunk people turn to you and they pause for a second and they don't, they don't seem to be threatened by you at this point, uh, and you hear kind of a good, like, a Opa! <laughs> roar from the, from the crowd and they, uh, hand you a, a, a flagon of wine or whatever they drink wine out of, um, and they say, Ah, welcome to our welcome to our campfire. Welcome to our camp here by the Sarpool. We are just having a good evening tonight. We're glad you have found our uh we're glad you have found our camp. Oh, so this is Can I lean over? I wanna I wanna mention something to Durman, uh Sure. Uh, Durman. Yes. He's not um he's not being attacked just yet. No, it doesn't seem like it. Do you, do you think we all just Run up in there. You, you think we ought to? You think, think think we ought to just hold back a little bit? You can do as you see fit. I'm going to stay here for a moment longer to see where, to see what happens. Yeah, thank you. you might be right on it. They um. Can you do that? Can you type with text and then drag it around? Uh, no. You can. That would be cool. You can mark and then well you can probably use the select tool and move it yeah yeah i can move oh, it oh that's cool well everything's 
that's enough now. Okay, anyway, um, you guys, or Jericho, you walk over to the camp. You're now probably right by the campfire, I assume. Um, everybody in the tree line can hear all this happen. They can hear this conversation. They can hear them well, hear him be welcomed into the campfire. Um, as he says, uh, the people at the campfire say, come, come down. We were... Uh, we were all just telling telling each other stories. That's we were all just having a good time this evening. Enjoy the wine. Uh, I'm not much of a drinker. I'm always on the job. Uh, but I don't nah, know. Nah, sure you can. You can have some wine. Uh, I'm really gonna have to hold off on this. It's kind of my namesake, if you will. I'm only known yeah. for it. Fine. This is, this is fine. Just come. Join us by the campfire. I appreciate uh, the offer. We have, uh, Madam Eva has, has told us, uh, or has, has, has uh, foretold the coming of strangers to the land, and you certainly look like a stranger. You don't get much stranger than me unless you meet my friends. You have friends? Where are your friends? Bring your friends here. Uh, we part ways a little ways back. But, uh, this is the Sir Pool you mentioned? Yes, this is, the, this is our encampment by the Sir Pool. We are Vistani. We are traveling uh, merchants, traders, uh, revelers. I see. Uh, so what's the Sir Pool all about? I passed the sign on the way here, but I didn't have business down that way, so I figured I'd just pass it along. Uh, the pool is not particularly special that I know of. It is just a pool where we have decided to make camp. Uh, we, Madam Eva keeps her tent here most of the time, but sometimes we move around. Uh, but many of us, uh, it's treated as a stopping point between Barovia and some of the other towns in, in, in Barovia, the village of Barovia, and as well as the, the land of Barovia, excuse me. I see. And, uh, anything beyond this point, uh... I was heading to Ravensloft. Do you know anything about that area out there? Uh, you were heading to Castle Ravensloft? Uh, yeah. I heard that it was a nice place out there. And as you can see, I'm not exactly from around here. You certainly are not from here if you're trying to go to Castle Ravensloft. No one is welcome at Castle Ravensloft, I can assure you. How's that? It is, of course, where where the, the lord of the land lives, you know, Strahd. Strahd lives in Ravensloft. Castle, Castle Ravensloft, yes. This is where he lives. I see. Surely you know this already. You have been in Barovia for a few, for a few days. No, if you have made it this far... And that's the same direction as Velaki? Well, yes, the road that... I see you came from the trees. I imagine you were on the road. Yes, the, the road passes by... Well, technically the road that you were on passes by a road that would take you to Castle Ravenloft, but if you continue on the road that you're on, it will take you straight to Velaki eventually. Yes, it's the old, old Svalich road. Oh, this see. is, how you say, a, a detour off of that road. I seem to have gotten my directions mixed up. I am headed for Velaki. Not the not the ah. castle of the demon god of the dark spooky forest. The demon god of the 
Oh, it is just Trot, our lord. Uh, yes, he can be he frightening at times, absolutely. Uh, tell me this. Uh, why are you going to Valaki if you are a stranger in our land? I've been told that it's nice out there. Uh, I don't know if that was the truth. The guy who told me about it also tried to sell me a crossbow bolt for five gold apiece, which I know is not exactly uh, market standard. But yeah, no doubt you have Mel Bildrath in in Barovia. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's he quite a character. He does not take too kindly to outsiders, but I. Come, he wants to. I want to roll an insight check on um, her. Uh, you know, uh, I want to roll. I'm rolling as this guy to see if you're lying. Okay. Do I roll against that? Yeah, I think so. See how good your lie is. Um, so rolling persuasion or deception? Um, Doesn't matter. They're both minus one. I got a twelve. Ooh, okay. He he says, ah, I do not believe that you are just going to Valaki because you think it is a nice place. Because first of all, this is Barovia. There are no nice places. We can all, we can hear all of this, right, Keith? Yeah, you can hear this conversation. You're not okay. that far away. Um, as this is happening, I like reach over and tap Irina's shoulder, and I say, "Irina, I think we need to move away from this place as quietly as possible." Uh, I, I will, I will trust you. Uh, Jericho seems to be safe, but of course, you are, you are, you are in charge. I will, uh, whatever you all say goes. I will follow your orders for sure. And then we start to move away. Do we need to roll stealth again? Uh, you're going backwards the other way? Yeah, just kind of like very slowly, just like keeping an eye, trying to be as stealthy and sneaky as possible. I just rolled stealth for Irina because she hadn't rolled it yet, um, but she's able to conceal herself along with you as you back away. Cool. I kind of like, I, I don't say anything. I just kind of like give that, yeah, okay, sounds like a good idea kind of nod. Okay. Um, and you're you're also backing up. Nope, I'm staying put okay, right there. Got you. You're nodding, uh, saying that's what they're doing, but you're gonna stay right there. Jericho, um, the Vistani says to you, Ah, I don't know if that's why you're going there, but I guess it's none of my business. Would you like to hear a story? We were just about to tell another story around the campfire. Uh, I'd love to. All right, he brings you over around. He sits you down. Uh, the music begins to uh, get a little bit less loud, and it gets a little bit quieter as, as one of the Vistani begins telling the following story. Uh, and seemingly, despite the fact that you just arrived, uh, the, their story seems to be kind of like the guy telling the story is almost telling it directly to you, it feels like. Uh, and he says the following, Hey... A mighty wizard came to this land over a year ago. I remember him like it was yesterday. He stood exactly where you're standing. A very charismatic man, he was. He thought he could rally the people of Barovia against the Devil's Strad. He stirred them with thoughts of revolt and bore them to the castle en masse. When the vampire appeared, the wizard's peasant army fled in terror. A few stood their ground and were never seen again. The wizard and the vampire cast spells at each other. 
Their battle flew from the courtyards of Ravenloft to a precipice overlooking the falls. I saw the battle with my own eyes. Thunder shook the mountainside, and great rocks tumbled down upon the wizard. Yet, by his magic, he survived. Lightning from the heaven struck the wizard, and yet, he, yet he, again he stood his ground. But when the devil Strahd fell upon him, the wizard's magic couldn't save him. I saw him thrown a thousand feet to his death. I climbed down to the river to search for the wizard's body, to see if, you know, he had anything of value. But the river Iblis had already spirited him away. And that's the end. He kind of he kind of trails off at that point. That kind of ends his story. Uh, how much truth is there to that story? Oh, I can assure you it is all true. I do not remember the wizard's name. As he kind of taps a, taps a finger against his head trying to remember, he says, I do not remember it. Uh, I remember it sounded important, but I cannot remember his name. I see. Well, if I never, ever, in a thousand years and a thousand lifetimes, ever meet this uh, devil Strahd, I would be the happiest man on this planet. Oh, I am sure you would. I am very sure that you would. Now here's a question for you. What did you say your name was again? My name is Jericho. Muldrinker. Oh. If you were wondering about the namesake. <laughs> ah, very well. Uh, Jericho, then. That is an interesting name. Uh, Jericho, here's a question for you. Have you ever met uh, Madame Eva in your times here? Madame Eva. Uh, could you describe her to me? Perhaps I've come across her. I've never been out uh, here before. Looks... Uh, she is like us. She is a Vistani. She spends most of her time here by the river. Uh, she is a fortune teller. The reason I ask is because she has foreseen your coming. And I see. She has foreseen the coming of not only you, but your two friends as well. Two friends. Huh. What has she seen about us? Is she here well, to tell us in person? Exactly. If you want to know exactly what she has seen, you should go and visit her in her tent. She is home now. How much is that going to cost me? I do not know. You will have to speak with Madame Eva herself. I see. All right. Many uh, times she will not cost it. She will not charge a dime for the reading. Yeah, I don't see what it could hit. I'll, I'll head down there. Uh, could you guide me to her tent? Okay, he turns around and he points at the um, the orange tent in the back, the square one, right. the the largest tent down close to the river, okay. next to all the horses that are drinking. Then I'm a can um how how far is that away? Like, um, so based on these blocks here from you, it would be. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, like 60 feet. This, I mean, I guess we, we'll probably call it more like 70 or 80. This has poorly scaled this drawings. Um, but it's, you know, between 60, 70, 100 feet away from you. Oof. Okay. I'm a ski bop a shuffle on down there. Okay. So he, so you see, Reginald, do you see Jericho stand up from the fire uh, and head towards Madame Eva's tent? Yeah, did I hear that conversation 
I'll say you did. They're being loud. They're drunk. They don't see you there. Okay. Um, I want to, uh, as as sternly as possible, shake my head no. Like, this is a bad idea, but I don't want to make any noise. Okay. I don't know if old Jericho is looking at you, but you can shake as vigorously as you like. Yeah. That's the only thing I can do, so that's the only thing I'm trying. Gotcha. All right. So, Jericho, you head into Madam Eva's tent. Magic flower. Is it. Y'all let me know outside of what Jericho is doing if there's anything else that you want to do. Is there a way I can, like, skirt around the camp a little bit? I mean. Yeah, all these, the, all the, all the homies are here by the fire. I mean, you could, you know, you could go, you could try to sneak your way through the camp without being noticed if you like. Okay, let me see if I can get kind of over here near where this uh, tentification is. I guess okay. that's uh, too many to move. So it's, uh, one, two. Well, we're not in combat, so just roll stealth and we'll we'll work through it like that. Cool, I'm gonna do it. What's my? I got a plus three to steal. It's a twenty, not natural. It's a seventeen plus three. You are able to silently walk around the edge of the camp. Schwankus. So Norman, how kinda, far away? How far away are you? Um, we were just kind of moving back a little bit, so I imagine like just. Oh wait, that's wrong button. Hold up. Hold up. I just imagine like kind of over here in this general area. Okay, so I say you you two are stealth, but you, I imagine you're keeping an eye on Reginald. You see Reginald start stealthily moving around the side of the camp. Now, yeah. Josh, tell me what you're going to say. Um, I just kind of want to hang out, kind of on the opposite side of the tent from where the fire is, just so I can kind of, basically, just trying to get within earshot. Okay, so you move over there. Um, we'll put the drawing up. Reginald will now be red, a red dot over here. You're back here hiding behind this tent. Um, within this tent, you can hear the... That's a big red dot. Yeah. Within this tent, you can hear the snoring of someone who is sleeping. Um, and as you peek towards the other tent, you can tell the walls of that tent are very thick. Uh, the big one, the Madam Eva's tent. Uh, you can hear or you can see the following. Magic flames cast a reddish glow over the interior of this tent. Um, you can see it almost kind of glowing from the inside. And now, going to Jericho, uh, walking inside, uh, that reddish glow you can see on the inside revealing a low table covered in a black, in a black velvet cloth. Glints of light seem to flash from a crystal ball on the table as a hunched figure peers into its depths. As the crone speaks, her voice crackles like dry weeds. At last you have arrived! <clears throat> As she cackles in laughter, um, her laughter bursting like mad lightning from her withered lips. <laughs> and she says, Welcome, Jericho. Uh, thank you, madam. I wonder if you have followed some bounty or some creature you're chasing this far. You are a bounty hunter, no? I I am, but I don't recall telling you that, nor do I recall ever meeting you ever. You don't have to tell me or meet me for me to know things about you, Mr. Jericho Muldrinker. 
I need some water, by the way. <laughs> Take your time. I am a fortune teller in this magical land. <clears throat> I know things. It is my business to know things. And speaking of knowing things, would you like to know things as well? Uh, that depends. No, he's good. Is he's it good. doom and gloom related, or is it happy tidings for my future? Well, I can't tell you one or the other, but I could read your cards. How much is that going to cost me? I don't have a lot oh, of money. I will do it free of charge. I will read the cards for you and... These cards, whenever you go back and you see your friend Reginald, or your friend Derman, you can tell them what the cards said. I had hoped I would see all of you together, but sometimes it's not in the cards. <laughs> you are disturbingly clever. It's part of the job. <laughs> From, like, behind this this other tent, Reginald actually is like, he thinks that's really clever. He's trying not to laugh at the cleverness. <laughs> um, so, what would it be? Would you like to have your card read by me? Absolutely. Uh, deal me in. Let's see where this goes. Also, before I read the cards, I'd just like to let you know, despite the proclivities of myself and my band of Vistani. We really are rooting for you, you know. Uh, with that, she takes out a deck of cards. Um, and I'm going to need a moment to prepare as she deals the cards. So, um, she deals the cards in... Uh, Ironically, there's a bunch of poker chips sitting on the table. So, let me... I'll give you show you the way she deals the cards she deals the cards um she deals one on the top one on the bottom with a gap in between uh well i guess that's not the order in, in which she does it's, it's hard to describe uh so she takes a big deck of cards she shuffles them she waves them in front of your face she swipes them around the crystal ball uh she shuffles them a little bit and fans the air in her face and she Reads it in and she says, Ah, yes, this will be a good reading. I am sure of it. <clears throat> so she deals one card on the left side of the table, one card at the top in the middle of the table, one card on the right side of the table, one card on the bottom in the middle, forming a kind of uh, north, south, east, and west thing with a gap in the middle. And then she deals one card in the middle of all of those. Um, in doing so, all those cards are face down. Um, what next? Let's see. She deals, she flips over the card on the left. All these cards are black. She flips over the card on the left, and she says, Ah! The Master of Glyphs. This card tells of history. Knowledge of the ancient will help you better un understand your enemy. On this card is the picture of a priest. 
and the card title says priest uh, and she reading it she says ah the priest you will find what you seek in the castle amid the ruins of a place of supplication she looks at you uh, uh, I'm, inquisitively I'm writing stuff down I'm sorry <laughs> Oh, that's fine. Say that last bit again. In the ruins of what? She said, you will find what you seek in the castle amid the ruins of a place of supplication. Okay. And she said, this card tells of history, knowledge of the ancient. Ancient will help you better understand your enemy. Got that. That's, uh... Not surprisingly vague, but I appreciate the heads up. What this else you got a, for me? This is a card reading. I am not reading your memoirs. She flips this. She flips the card on the top of the table, uh, and she says, "This card tells of a powerful force for good and protection, a holy symbol of hope." She flips that card, and she says, "Ah." The Six of Swords, the Berserker. Uh, on this card are two severed heads, one of which has a big great axe, great axe buried in it. She says, "Find the Mad Dog's crypt. The treasure lies within, beneath the blackened bones." <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, Beowulf, she wasn't sniffing any farts. She might. She on. could have been. It's a valid statement. Alright. Uh... Oh, wait, sorry. It's okay. Uh, she flips the third. Are you, you uh, uh, ho hold up, madam, before before you move on. You, you got any more information on that uh, treasure? I hear treasure, and I do like the sound of that. I do not like the sound of doom, gloom, and devils and enemies. All I can tell you that when it comes to this holy symbol of hope, the treasure lies within, beneath the blackened bones of the mad dog's crypt. I can tell you no more. The cards, they have told me no more. I see. All right. She please. flips. Let's get she on. flips the third card, the card on the east, the far right. She says, now this is a card of power and strength. It tells of a weapon of vengeance, a sword <clears throat> of sunlight. It sounds helpful. She flips the card and it, she says, ah, the eight of stars, the necromancer. This card uh, is a card where there's a man who obviously is a necromancer in a big black robe, and he is holding his hands out and seems to be puppeteering two zombie-looking creatures on this necromancer card. And she says, Yes, the necromancer. A woman hangs above a roaring fire. Find her, and you will find the treasure. Okay, I like where this is going. Yeah, most of my futures seem to lead to treasure. You're a bright one. 
uh, she flips the bottom card, or she puts a hand on the bottom card, and she says, This card sheds light on one who will help you greatly in the battle against darkness. She flips the card. She says, Oh, dear Raven. Uh, this card has a picture of a raven which is backlit by moonlight and the raver is the raven is lighted on a branch which is passing right in front of a uh, gravestone um, and she says find the leader of the feathered ones who live among divines the old he has one more fight left in him Sam Elliot I knew you'd say it. <laughs> got one more ride left in me. That was pretty we good. We knew he was going to pop up in the story somewhere. After ripping my vocal cords out with all these voices tonight, I'll be able to do my Sam Elliott. <laughs> you got to filter it through at least four inches of mustache. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's get some right. cards. So, in the, in the fifth spot, the final card, she puts a hand on it and she says, Your enemy is a creature of darkness whose powers are beyond mortality. I assure you, he's not. I have no enemy. (coughs) You must let me finish. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, please, madam, go. This card will lead you to him. She flips it. She says, oh, the artifact. This card is a picture, the glass thing that holds the rose in Beauty and the Beast, but inside instead is a floating skull with a pentagram on it. Mm. Uh, and she says, okay. He lurks in the darkness where the morning light once shone. A sacred place. I see. Uh, hang on. That's <laughs> fine. Okay. Uh, well, that's a that's a tough one. I don't quite understand any of these riddles, but. I imagine them being my future will unfold, and uh, I'll figure it out eventually. <laughs> now you are getting it. It is a future reading. These are not things you already know, but riddles that you will unravel in your time in Barovia. And I can assure you, if you mean to free us from the darkness, you will need to unravel them all. I see. Uh... If I'm going to figure it out in the future anyway, what exactly is the point of all the uh, future telling? Like I... What do you mean? What are you trying to say? Uh, just that if it's going to happen to me anyway, uh, is this a warning of sorts, or are you just being helpful? I, I don't understand. Mr. Jericho... Nothing is set in stone, my friend. These are all 
places, junctions, things that you might experience in your future. This is more of a reading of your options than it is a reading of your set-in-stone future. Nothing is quite so specific. Oh, I see. That, that makes sense. Uh, well, if you don't have anything else for me, uh, I appreciate your time, but I don't want to be on the road when it gets dark, so I'm going to have oh. to move on. You most certainly do not want to be on the road when it gets dark. And like I say, this is a reading of your future, but, not, but none of it has to come true. You could be dead tomorrow, hanging from the gallows you pass by on the way here. Yeah, it could be me. It, I, it could be any of us next. But, uh, I'd like to stay out of trouble as much as I can. Maybe make some money along the way. Maybe find a nice girl. Uh, but I can't do any of that sitting here. So I'll get a move on, I'll get out of your hair, and thank you for your time. I'm gonna take out, I know she didn't ask for money, but I'm gonna take out three gold and set it on the table. This okay. is, uh, this is for you. I do appreciate it, and if you have any more bearing on the future, if you could, if you happen to come across me, I would like any forewarning you can offer. She swipes up the gold and she says, Well, thank you for your generosity, Mr. Jericho. Uh, seems it was a good thing to give you a reading after all. Please, first of all, know that if you need a reading, I can read. But as far as any other help, I cannot, I cannot offer you any sort of help. And as well, please tell Reginald and Dermon that I miss seeing them. That I hope that our paths cross at some point. I will let them know. And I'm going to take my hat off and kind of incline my head to her and back out the door. She uh, also, um, you know, she takes her, pulls her robes out and, like, gives you this weird old lady, like, making fun of you curtsy as you leave. I can appreciate that. Uh, I'm gonna just kind of mosey on out of the camp. Well, fellas, it's been fun. Uh, thank you for the hospitality. And you say, a sweet old lady, that one. I like her. She's got some spunk to her. Oh, Madame Eva is wonderful. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to our story. I'm sorry you do not enjoy our wine, but we had a good time telling you stories and hanging up with you by the fire. Oh, well, I appreciate the offer. It's just not my thing. You understand. I understand. Maybe our paths will cross some other day, Mr. Jericho. I can only hope. And Stay while alive they're um, there. while they're catching up, can I um, can I see if I can snook myself back over towards where uh, where Dermon is? You can. You can do that. Ooh. I say you're still. I mean, you're not. You haven't done anything to leave stealth. I say you're still stealthy from that other role over there. Cool. I think you're good. I can to, work with that. To, to swift in darkness. Okay, nope. Well, that'll work. So I'm going to swoosh that away. Okay, so I guess, Jericho, you're just going to walk back into the tree line? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I assume they know there's a road back up that way. Yeah, I think they do. Field of Dream style, just walk right out into it. Yep. <laughs> Alright, so you're back in the tree line. You've had your encounter with the Vistani by the river. Um... 
and you're back, I guess, with your crew. Reginald is coming up beside you. Hey, um, Mold Drinker, what was, um, I, I couldn't quite make it all out, but it sounded like, it sounded an awful lot like she kind of knew we was out here. Yeah, I get the feeling she did. She can see the future. I'm sure she could see the shrub behind her tent. Um, but more importantly than that, she didn't kill me or you. And she did give me some great news. It seems there's treasure in my future. And if you stick with me, then there's treasure in yours as well. And like four to 5% of the treasure. Treasure's all well and good, but uh, I'm in it to make a name for myself. So uh, you keep the treasure, and uh, I'll keep the glory, and uh, we'll all just go home happy. How's that? I like you, Reginald. <laughs> Did she, uh, she say anything else? Uh, not much. Uh, it'll kind of come up. It's all part of the, uh, the grand scheme, you know. What's going to happen is... Uh, it's a bit blurry at this time. I think whenever we start getting more in a direction, then we will start to find out what is happening. I like it. Did you say anything about me, Jericho? Uh, I don't remember. Did she say anything about her? I was busy writing stuff down. She no, did not. I didn't think so. She didn't mention her at all. Uh, she didn't. She mentioned all of us. She was saying that she would like to see us, and she misses seeing us. So I don't know if she's seen us before or what. I might have communicated that improperly. I, I meant missed as in she missed the opportunity to see the other two. Oh. Okay. Well, but then still, I, I, I explain it that way then. Yeah. Um... I, I suppose maybe it is better she does not, uh, she does not s see anything with me. They seem to I've have heard some... strange things. Go ahead. I've heard strange things about the Vistani. They and their connection to the Devil's Trod. They, they do, they call him their lord, and no one else seems to enjoy that perspective but they did seem to be pleased but I will say that uh, the madam would said that we would be here to free her or she said if we are here to free them from the devil strod so I do wonder if they are as happy to be subservient as they seem to be well she never said the devil strod honestly she said the enemy If there is anyone who is our enemy here, it is the Devil Strahd. I can assure you of this. Anyway, I think we should probably move on now. I agree. It will be it will be nighttime soon. I'm a hundred percent with Dermot on this one. I think we need to uh, get on the move, so to speak. All right, onward to safety, and for. Dermot and I some treasure, and for Reginald, all the glory you can carry. Win for everyone. I've only got the one bag, so better be some good glory. Yeah, very high quality. Glory, you can have mine. 
looking for like the densest glory I can find. That's what I need. All right, I think with on the the key phrase of densest glory, that might be our episode for this evening. Woo-hoo. Good job, everybody. Oh, that was a we lot of talk. Yeah, yeah it, was. it was. So for uh, for the podcast purposes, thank you for listening to this. If you have. Um, I bet it's doubtful that you've made it through this two-hour and 45-minute podcast. But if you like listening to Dungeon Boys, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Tank Media Games, and you can find a link to our Discord server where you can comment about Dungeon Boys in there, uh, and we can chat with you about that. You can send an email to tankmediagames at gmail.com if you're interested. Uh, and otherwise, just thank you, or maybe leave a review if you're on iTunes. That'd be cool. Um, but other than that, Thank you for listening. It means a lot that you would do that. So we will hopefully see you next time. Um, Please remember, podcast folk, that we love.